With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with you. This is what I am. What I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. Still pumping, sold on the coaster. You know that my Doja Kosher game over, soldier. I'm cooling. Be on the sofa. You are listening to the live. That is, uh, of course, unless you're not. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, September 28, 2016. I am your host, Travis Bryant. Uh, and, and with me, uh, once again, is Cameron Hawkins. And I'm going to go ahead bring Cam on. Cam, do you know what we missed last week? What did we miss last week, sir? By, by any chance. We, <laughs> well, what are you you, doing? you're not terribly off, but the sixth anniversary show. Sixth anniversary, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, as, as soon as you like, you know what you missed, I was like, it was, uh, it was one of those, those, those Pantheon dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Came, uh, mm-hmm. I missed it, too. You yeah. know, I, we, we all miss it, but you know, I mean, six. Got we had caught big up, deals yeah. on five, and, and that was that yeah, was fun. We had a, um, you know, like luckily that was we real. Forgot, but we had a wasn't um was was last weekend. I'm trying to think what we talked about last week because it was there was clearly something good going on to where it slipped our mind. Well, the it matches kind of, it was like a match. Thing. What was the best match that was a big? Yeah, talk, we had some really good point. matches, good SmackDown matches into the CWC. So there were yeah. There were definitely things yeah. to um yeah, to discuss. But that's that's a shame. That's a happy happy belated birthday, sir. There you go. Well well yeah, if the show could uh could answer, I'm sure he'd say, uh thank you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, six years strong now. How about that? Uh, who the who'd have thought? And oh, and eight let's see. Yeah, eight years strong with the torch. Just over eight yeah. years, so so uh oh yeah, yeah. Pat himself on the back there. Um, all right, let's uh, give out all these pertinents before we get to Gavin. If you want to talk to us directly, because we certainly would like to talk directly to you, hit us up on the Constellation line. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week. Anytime during the show, the mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Let's check the old spammies here. Nope, nope, spam's doing its job. Nothing missed. So, yeah, hit us up on the email tip at uh, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is another way to get at the show. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. I 
mean, I, I, I can't. I, I'm talking about Twitter. I, I'm on the phone with the, the Twitter, like, kingpin, apparently, Mr. Retweet himself. Uh, uh, can't, well, you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm uh, doing okay. I got, um, you know, got, I had a had a clever line. I'm um, reaching reaching David Lee status with my thousand followers. So, uh, you know, it's uh, Twitter's been good to me as of late. You know, um, and 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 how far or how close did your one from yesterday? I think get to the. Oh no, it didn't, it didn't do. We didn't do. You know, the other one's over right, five thousand right, right. now. You know, it's a it's a full on uh, you know Dragon Ball Z villain. Um, but I ain't hundred. You know, you know, you know, light day, hundred, hundred fifty. You know, light day. The usual, like good, the, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> what used to be a good day or a good good yeah. weekend of retweets. It's, it's just you know, uh, it's, a, it's a, the wonder of Twitter. It's just the right. You know, it, there's no there's really no science to it. I was explaining it to somebody. It's it's literally. The, the lottery, like it really is. Like sometimes you'll say, I, I swear, I think I've said things that were hilarious and clever and poignant and thoughtful, and nobody took notice. And but then you know yeah. you just you slammed to the right person at the right time, and uh, yeah, it right. With just an, just enough, uh, the just the uh, right amount of like ratchet, like intellectualism, <laughs> like you know, yeah, like oh, you get it on so many levels, like oh yeah. At the Ooh, right yeah, point of like the day, yeah, everybody, just, uh, everybody on my Twitter is going to get this retweet. You know, like. Uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, again, find the show at East Coast Cash. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and if you want to be a part of Cam's uh, Twitter version, you can find him at Seahawk C E E. I think I give ten minutes to vote in the poll. I give ten minutes left. Maybe three. I don't know. Ten minutes. I thought the, why are you giving him an extra ten it minutes? Extended, Fifteen minutes. It, it, no, it extended like a few minutes after, so I didn't want to mess with the exact five thirty. I was I was working. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, but it's not going to change anything. I don't think. <laughs> unless, unless a lot of people feel a certain way, I think things are going to they're going to work out about how they're going to work out. Yeah. Uh, and the last bastion of good adage is Facebook. You can find us uh, on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. Look for it at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch, uh, those words in some some order, and you'll find our page and like it and share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, that that whole thing. So, not sure if we had a like or anything this week. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> no, no likes. So anyway, yeah, share the page. Thanks, guys. Get us some likes. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah, shout out to Eric Eric Hopper from. Uh, Weeks ago, or last week, Mr. Deadpool guy. So yeah, so all right, this week, what's uh, what's the headline? What's the poll results? What we got? Yeah, so um, on kind of an interesting week. I mean, we had a brand exclusive pay per view that um, I think across the board everybody agrees the matches were good. I'm not sure, you know, what it really changed or upped or fixed or even broke for that matter. It was it was perfectly fine. Um. 
But no, uh, this week I thought what we should talk about was um, kind of movers and shakers with the brand split. I think what we all hoped would happen was, you know, certain characters would get more time, not just to wrestle, but to really develop their, their, their characters. Um, and I probably neglected to put AJ Styles on this poll because he's been, you know, he's been great and he's really found you know, his niche, um, both, you know, in the ring, not that they ever lost it, but as a character too. But the poll was, um, since the brand split, who you thought was the, um, you know, you thought as a character was the uh, the best surprise, the biggest surprise. Um, you know, as far as if it was a shift or just an enhancement of the character, uh, the four names on there were in uh, alphabetical order, dun-dun-dun, uh, were Jericho and John Cena. The Miz and the Usos. Um, John Cena, who I think's been really good, um, especially his stuff with uh, with Dean. I'm sure you know if we don't talk about it. Somebody's going to jump into that with us. He actually came in last. I believe he had like eight uh, percent of the poll, give or take, or six. Um, the 6%. Usos, who I thought, who I think have been way way up there as far I as their characters the last few weeks. Yeah, who, who I would have voted for if I had a vote. Um, came in third with like ten percent of the vote. Um, now. Uh, the Miz, or not the Miz, I'm sorry, um, Chris Jericho, who I think's had, you know, can you even call it a career renaissance? Because every time he comes back, he finds a way to do something new. Um, but no, I really like what his character is right now. I think he had 27% of the vote, and the Miz overwhelmingly won this with 57% of the vote, um, probably helped by another really good night last night. Um, yep. yeah, he's been he's been what you like. I, for me, growing up in a time where, like, you know, my IC champs were Austin and Triple H and The Rock or RVD and Orton, who were serious in-ring competitors, guys you knew were going to that next level of being of being champion. It was just, uh, you know, a matter of time before they cleared space for those guys. And even on the uh, the U.S. title side with WCW, your Dean Malenko's and Eddie Guerrero's and uh, Diamond Dallas Pages and Ravens and Goldberg's, like, they were either, you know, undersized guys who – really, really good in the ring, and they felt like they could expand, you know, past the cruiserweight level, or, you know, Goldberg and DDP were guys who were going to be, you know, world title guys, and they were, you know, it was kind of a stepping stone for them. But, you know, Miz, to me, kind of exists in that space that, like, a honky-tonk band existed in, where, you know, you're fed up with everything he does, he's there to annoy you, and he's, you know, in a sense, a gatekeeper, but the things he's doing are so interesting um, as far as, you know, really embracing the character that he is, you know, keeping the the face at bay. But every time out, like, you want to see him kind of get his come up. And so, you know, they, they found a way to really accentuate that. And he's not doing something so different than what he was doing when he was on, uh, when he was on Raw. Um, or, you know, when he was on both shows. It's not entirely different, but, you know, Maurice comes and adds a bit to what he does, and he gets a bit more time as far he just as, gets you better. know, being on the mic. Just, uh... He's just a better act. He's he's refined he's refined that act to more than just, yeah. you know, clown shit and like buffoonery. It's like a serious act. It definitely doesn't have mm-hmm. much edge, but it's serious with its dull edges and you yeah. know Yeah, I mean that in like a going to his wrestling style and the WWE format and that stuff. But no, him yeah. as a character, him on the mic, I mean, he's believable. When Last night when uh, Dolph put his career on the line, as soon as he, like, as soon as he said it, 
because Miz on the stage was like, man, you know, skeptical. Like, what? One more match? Like, where are you going with this? And as soon as Dolph was like, for my career, he like fast walked to the ring. Like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what? Go. You're going to, you know, and was about it, like, from the gate. Like, yeah. so uh, things like that. Like, that's how somebody would react. Like, wait, 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 okay. Like, yeah, okay, fine. Yep, okay, I'm jumping all over this because I got nothing to lose. Yeah, but, you know, well, this title, exactly. but in the heelish way, you know. I'll just cheat again. Or yeah, whatever. he's um. Uh, what he's I what I wonder with like, this feud, that that feud specifically, it's like if this is the point where Ziggler turns heel to win. Uh, it's isn't his heel uh, impact uh, the impact of him turning heel going to be lessened because uh, because Miz isn't some you know it's not where he's not where uh, Seth Rollins is right now, where it's like, oh, yeah, people are ready and been ready to, to turn him and you yeah. just need a way to do it. And it's Smith. Smith is still going to be a bad guy. Maurice is still going to be with him. He's still going to be a scumbag. So, but if it's just he wins and it's his triumphant thing, okay, well, you won the IC title for the fourth or fifth time. or Yeah. Okay. Made so, so, yeah. Not even I'm lateral curious. moves. I think um, yes. after yeah, your think failure to you know do this, like it's like to me it's where he should be. You know, like I and mostly because not so much what you can do in the ring, but like it's funny we're talking about you know Miz and this this believability and this conviction um, and this honesty in his character, um, even though it's a dishonest character, and we don't we can't say the same same things for Ziggler because you know my hope was when he came. Or like when he's doing the uh, the feud with Ambrose, like this is gonna light that fire under him, or this is gonna make him a heel, and you know, like like you see him emulate Shawn Michaels to a point, and you're just like, okay, this is his this is his barbershop window, or this is his DX. But it's just he gets on the mic again, and even though I'm talking smack, and it's just you know people have been saying I should be this, and I haven't got my shot, but I'm gonna prove to the world that I'm the best performer, and it's just it's bullshit. It's been bullshit. You keep thinking he's going to get it, and he doesn't seem to have, you know, so, like, if this is his, like, icy title super run or something like that, like, that's fine. I, I'm not, like, it's not like there's a log jam in the middle of the card, even though Apollo Crews deserves better. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, that's it's fine. I'm more curious on, like, where does Miz go from there? What's his next move? Yeah. No, that's you mean if, if what win or lose? Yeah, I mean really lose because right. that's what it seems lose, like. Okay. You know, a guy that young like is he? His career is on the line. Yeah, he's not going to go to. Uh, yeah, like and we're he, joking he, he around. Or, to, uh, Rich was Raw nickname at the Evolve Champion. Oh, yeah, my God. which would be that's like what if they really started doing that? They're like, hey, take some time off. Uh, We'll still pay your downside. Like we're gonna cool you off. Like go out there, get some experience, kid. Because because again, he's. Um, I think everybody on the roster. Matter of fact, it's him and it's Miz, and I don't know who else that's been around for a long time. Uh, but it's him and uh, Miz that are homegrown WWE. Like Rusev and and Orton to a point. You know, going way I mean, back, even Lesnar. But I know in what? in this current, Three like, guys that have been here for, you know, 10 or 12 years, not 15 or yeah. 18. Yeah. 
like Rusev is like what three three four years in. Like he's he's there, but just uh, yeah, like he's he's one of the few, and so like it would be but interesting Dolph to is see. The real like first, like the first guy yeah, that they yeah. just right from college. I mean, again, Brock was, but he had he. It's tough because they had the same kind of background. Obviously, Brock but his way level more of successful. goes deeper. Yeah. So, but still, this this generation, this last decade of guys, yep. uh, and and if you want to go with generation even later, I think you'd have to like it's it's Rusev, like a guy in the in the NXT sh- structure, like no indie stuff. Yep. And you know, but he started wrestling in twenty in oh in twenty ten or some shit. Yep. That's like Rusev. So, all right. Um, yeah, uh, and and the disappointing thing of, the, of that poll was was the Usos uh, because again I yeah I, I voted for that was my vote and they've just been uh, maybe it's because I think and because they changed in that time like they're the only everybody before the. Yeah. Before the draft, were basically the same character. Like you kind of got with, at with Miz, like Jericho yep. was Jericho. He was, you know, not as limp wristed. He, you know, when he ran over on his knees to Owens and like hugged his waist, to, I was like, wow, they're they're okay. going all out with it. I mean, yeah, it was good. And yeah. and then okay. when the, and then yeah, when they're, they're Owens like... he gave Owens his scarf to start the match, and Owens. As soon as he turned, Jericho turned around. Owens just threw it over his back, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's still he's still a subservient kind of, and it's okay. It's not terrible. You know those roles need to be filled. Uh, but there is for me a, a bit of a bias. Like you know, people say this is one of his best runs. It's like eh, he's good. He's always good though. So that's kind of. But but anyway, my point was the Usos maybe are, are sticking out more to me because they changed as an act in the in the you know twelve sixteen weeks or however long it's been two three months since the draft, and they stick out to me as the as as the best as the whatever however the uh, question was framed who's who's had the most improvement or best uh, I think the Usos fit that because yeah they had the big yeah. change and with that change came like really good stuff and the story told and all that. You no, know, again, like they're the, the kind of the thing that. about them is like I think it's easy for um like I let's take like a, a Matt Hardy version one, right? He's not wrestling a different style than he is when he's young T shirt, uh you know, uh armband guy with Jeff. Like the Hardy boys aren't wrestling a super different style. Um I think Edwin Christian really, you know, did kind of change the things that they did, but the thing about the Usos is, like, they were, you know, that white meat babyface tag team. Um, we got the big shorts, we got the colors, we got the chant before the match, we're dancing around, high-flying moves. Yeah, like like all that. And then they, um, you know, if, if anything, like, they're a more relatable version of 
their uncles and their dad and their cousins only because they are, you know, second or third generation or however you see it. Um, not that Rikishi wasn't cool, but, um, you know, they're relatable guys. And then, you know, I think, they, you know, two-time tag team of the year, and you think about some of the matches they had with, like, the Wyatts, you know, things like that. They've been very consistently good in the ring. Like, you can't point to a bad Usos match that was bad on their account. And, like, just the turn from – and, I mean, the whole story is not being the it tag team, you know, as they had been perceived – and I think SmackDown told a great story about Hot Young Prospects, American Alpha, and it's going to be their division. They're going to be at the top of the heap. And even, you know, as a team, I think it's harder to show, but that, that subtle change in, oh, okay, see so y'all are the guys. Okay, yeah, we see y'all. We respect y'all. And for that to go to, you know, full-blown heelism is just super impressive to me. I think, um, and I even talked about this, like if you don't, if if you see like a hashtag that says Sue Wusos and you don't get that, like you don't understand the reference and you don't see the red bandanas like as a thing, like I, I could see you not totally relating to everything they're doing, but at the same time, like it's just super impressive to me. Like not just on a physical level, but even on a, a presentation and like even the level that they're talking. Like we talked last week about how they talked about, you know, all of these later kids. Like they're just, they're very impressive to me. I, I don't know if, I'd put that – I don't see people not putting that over the Miz, um, but I think it's way up there as far as how good it's been. Yeah. Very good explanation. That's, um, do you have a, a, a more traditional headline for 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 what's happened in the last week on TV? Um, I, I mean, I guess it would be, you know, the, the saga continues. Like, where does – where does Stephanie McMahon stand? And I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Like, I don't, because I don't think it's interesting. I don't think people find it interesting. Like, I genuinely don't. Um, you know, like, I, I talked a while back about how I thought at SummerSlam, Rollins and Balor on paper was the best matchup they've had probably in years. Just about what guys can do credentials before coming to WWE, what they've been able to do while they're in WWE. But right. Owens Rollins shouldn't be far off from that. You yeah. know, this should be something you're geeked to see. And it just kind of, it was a good match, but it just kind of came and went because you knew it was more about where people stand and, and who's backing them than it was the actual match. So like that's probably the biggest thing that's happened. Um, yeah, that's what yeah, I got. Uh, on 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 Friday, I hosted the live cast, and you know, Bar J. Purnell made his triumphant uh, return to uh, Torch Airways, and that was a big. That was one of my questions: like, why doesn't this pay per view? Why don't I care? Why doesn't Rollins Owens feel like a bigger deal for this big title and the main guy on Raw? Like, why isn't this? Uh, and that was kind of a question I asked to, to 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 callers, and then you watch the match on Sunday, and like you said, it was a good match. But again, the finish, everything about that match was had this undercurrent of of, of what you said: who's who, where, where do people stand, and who's with who, and mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, like the Stephanie Foley stuff is. I mean, it's it's well done in a sense. But it's just like, even when you, it's like the, the proverbial, like when you get something right, it's like wrong place. Like this shouldn't be, uh, it's just, 
Yeah. It's it's <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. And then you got and then you got Roman Reigns in the US title situation. He's the champion, he's did he wait, what happened in the match Monday? I pinned him with a he, he, Oh, Monday. He, he, um, that was the chair, and then he sat in it and then bashed him. That was that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he beat him two nights in a row, once for the belt, yeah. once in a rematch, or at least visually he beat him. I don't even remember the damn finish. I mean, Raw. Oh, Raw. What? I wasn't even <laughs> Raw. What's Raw this week? Yeah. Talk about not paying what attention to something. Uh, I had it on my tablet, on the edge, sitting on the in the crook of the couch, you know, kind of in in the side periphery, and yeah, like I saw a few things, but obviously, you know, but within that that middle of the show, that middle ninety minutes, you know, I was watching watching humanity devolve on television. Well, yeah, not and not talk about not and not the wrestling, um, so. Yeah, let's let's talk to some folks. I think we run our mouths enough, at least so long. Um, you know what? He was first up this week, so hey, let's go to him first. Let's go to uh, Brooklyn and talk to uh, our good pal Mike. Mike, what's happening? What up? What's what's going on, fellas? Can try. What's up? Yeah, I got in early this week. I say wife oh, a little bit. Ain't nothing, fellas. Ain't nothing, man. Um, yeah, just you know, keep this this conversation. But I felt the same way, Travis. I was like, it's there, so I will watch it. But it wasn't like, oh, I gotta see, you know, Clash of Champions. But yeah. what I will say is, I'm kind of looking forward to No Mercy because the way everything like. Like everything feels a little bit more organic, a little bit fresher on the SmackDown side. You know, the titles seem to mean a little bit more, like I said last week. I mean, they got direction. It's like you tell where they you know where they trying to climax, you know, as far as storylines and all that. I mean, I think it's it's like is a much is a way enjoyable show. I mean, the characters are more believable. It's like overall everything is just scattered. Everything is just all over the place. And well, you know what's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, ten minutes into the pre-show, I you know so yeah, whatever six ten here, ten after seven, I get a text or you know I get the alert like you know WWE. Pre-show kickoff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, shit, Clash of Champions is tonight. You know, like, that's right. <laughs> you know, good thing they gave me 40 minutes, you know, 50 minutes heads up because I would have, I might have just forgotten. I would, well, I would have saw social media and stuff and a thread went up, Facebook and that kind of thing happened. But I didn't even, I didn't even remember, even though two days ago I had a whole conversation about it with you and all kinds of stuff. Hello? Yeah, I was actually Yeah, you there, you there. Yeah, I was actually gambling when I got the alert on Clash of Champions. I was like, Oh shit, let me, you know, run to the crib and see what's going on with this. Uh, I was losing anyway. Who, so, you was you was yeah. ass betting somebody CeeLo, wasn't you? That's what you <laughs> No, I just went in there like a big old like a big old fool 
and they lost 300. So I said, okay, it's time to go. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. I need 300 right now. That's our shit. I had to... I had the glow. No, it's like Naomi that day. Well, at least I thought I did. Shit. It's like, yeah, one hand or whatever you so, Right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. and as far as, like, like, I want to ask, you know, in town on Sunday, I asked Wade yesterday, and I want to get y'all take on. Like, do you think they're trying to get, like, a little sneaky, you know, let's see the, win the title at no mercy or something like that, and then, like, have them drop it back, maybe the AJ probably. Oh. Survival series. And then go for seventeen at, at Mania. Yeah. Set, yeah. Oh, man. That would be so trash. Would yeah, be so, so transparent. And so like not uh, in the vein of what they've been doing on SmackDown. Nah, yeah, I mean you know, like that would be like a what? Like did Vince get did Vince like start you know, paying attention or whatever's happening to SmackDown more this this week or this Oh, it's WrestleMania. Yeah, no, that would that would that would, that would be a hurt piece. And I think Mania tie-in is is a is a story. Is a bigger is a bigger story than uh, Mania going for seventeen the way he would obviously have had to talk about it. Yeah, I think that would weaken it. I think the chase of sixteen. I mean, you can have him win. Seventeenth next, you know, in two more years or something down the line. Right, his last like, three yeah. or four titles have been pretty staggered, and that's consider that's all compared to you know his first ten, eleven runs. They were like all within like a five year stretch, but his last four runs have been in like the last four years. So it's not so for all of a sudden for him to get like two or three title reigns in six months. Like, come on. Yeah, I got to put the U.S. title on him just so he wouldn't have to be in the title picture, uh, the main title picture. Now he's, you know, dropping the title and winning it. But no, 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 no. That would, that would. Because he was trying to get, they was trying to get Mister. Well, the Shield started the um, the new era. That's 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 what the latest idiotic um, statement he made. Who made? Roman Reigns. I think he did a, a, a interview. Shield he, started the new gener or the new era or whatever. Yeah. It's not as extreme, but that's like Natty. Like, nope. When I came when I came in with Beth Phoenix, we started the Diva Revolution or the Women's Revolution. It's. I mean, haters love it. Haters love it. He ain't there no more. Punk started that whole move. Like to me, he 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 was the. The blasting cat for that new era, or what this era right. that we in. Like in, in earnest, like era. not maybe when people started talking about it. And and, and I'm not even sure if I'd go so far with Punk. I, I'd say, like, Punk allowed for Brian to do what he yeah. did he for to now. Like, it was more, it was another step from Punk to what we have. It was right. Punk, without Punk, maybe there would have been no. Brian, but that was also the crowd reaction to him. But I mean, literally, without Punk, there might not be a Brian on the roster or got that chance on that season of NXT back in 2010. And you know, that's that. I mean, literally, like not given given the opportunity. Uh, right. 
So there's a yeah, that's all. There's a step in between there. But 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 still there is a straight line though, whether it's a step in between or not. There is a, a line from punk to the quote unquote new generation or you know, how things have been the last year. Right. And y'all are y- are y'all familiar with the pretty boy killers? I am not. Cam, you know. Jack no, King no, no, from, um, from ROH, two big brothers. Oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. Like the fat dudes? I, I was watching ROH yeah. like two weeks ago. And I, I like the I, – you know, they, they put together this really, like, cool story from one of the big dudes, Indy uh, – well, Indy, it's Ring of Honor, but, you know, his, like, real, like, Indy stuff where he came up with this other guy. What is this? Not well, uh, Ray Rowe. I don't know. Some, Ray Rowe from um, – Okay, yeah. White guy, well, yeah, they were homies, and then they turned on each other, or whatever. They feuded there, and now it's like come over there. And it's, normally you go whatever, but in this like two, three minute long video package, they did a they did a real good job of like going all right. And then they had a squash match where they decimated these you know dudes, and I think called out Ray Rowe or whatever. And yeah, it was like oh okay. yeah, the War Machine. So yo yo Ken, yeah, Brad, but I don't know if I'm. All that excited about about him. Nah, y'all got to see the match with them and War Machine. That match with them and War Machine was crazy. And I think those guys... Oh, so the match had already happened. Yeah, they had a match, and that match was... I'm I'm talking about these dudes is doing flip dives and topes and all that over the... Right, I don't want to see it. They 350 pounds. Man, like, that's not, like, appealing. But Trav, when you see it, like it wasn't like they they was just doing it just to do it. They was doing it, you know, at spot. But they had the big power moves too. Also, like these dudes, I got it. If it was on, was it on pay per view or regular Ring of Honor TV? No, regular one of the ROH TV. All right, and it's, it's like it's see, on I my got the fight DVR on my TV, so it's, yeah, I can go, go in and go back and it. look at it. I think it was like maybe. Three or four episodes ago, because like when I get time, oh, I watch the all. Oh, I thought it was. Oh shit! I don't. I probably don't have it because I watched. It was probably after the or before the one I saw because the one I saw was like two weeks ago. Yeah, nah, that was. It, yeah, it was. It was no. before. It had. To yeah, be yeah, before. I don't have. I mean, I, that match wasn't was, even unpacked and all that. Let alone recorded. Now, if they want to get, if NXT want to get, uh, what's the what's the two big guys, Jism and Ism? Alters What's their name? Pain, those fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I, I think that's their names. Whatever the dumb shit is, like, I think they need to watch that. You know that match so they can learn how to get. You know, like big got big dudes over that can go. But I mean, them dudes are impressive. Uh, I like, I don't think NXT. The shit that they was doing. Agents over there are like. And, and I mean, I don't, everybody can use suggestions, and stuff, but it's like I don't think they need any help over there. At least in that, you know, they got tag team psychology kind of down, and they know what they're doing. I don't think these two giant guys flying over the ropes and doing crap is is would make them go, oh yeah, sure, we got to take from this and learn from that. I think nah, they see that mean, as, no, 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 we want to go the other way with it. Like, yeah, I mean, one of the chats was good though. Direction. So speaking of NXT, fella, and the NXT, you know, the next takeover in Toronto, like, do you think that'll be the blow-off match with, like, Shinsuke and Joe, or do you think 
like being that is in Toronto, like they'll give, you know, I guess Bobby Roode, you know, the shot at Shinsuke, or you think it's too early for Roode? I think it's still a little bit early for that. I think you've got a bit more to do uh, before that goes on. I think Aries is probably in line first before uh, before Bobby Roode. Even even a Ty Dillinger TV title feud, like not a you know like one something that could carry them in between Toronto and uh, whatever, as if there's one in January or something. Yeah. Because Ty, I mean, Dill- yeah. Ty Dillinger's got to get – maybe they'll just wait until there's, you know, Aries or Rude or somebody is the champion. He's got to get a TV feud. Again, maybe not a takeover. Maybe a lesser takeover that has a bigger undercard. But but I think right. I think you're going to see that in the next year, Ty Dillinger getting a, getting a run at the NXT title. I don't think he's gonna win. I it, think but, so. Yeah. He deserves it. The guy's good. The, the dude is good. The dude what does that good. mean, Mike? Huh? <laughs> so what does that mean? It's, not, <laughs> it's just a matter of he's people are gonna. It's gonna make people happy, and people are gonna want to see it. I don't. Whatever he deserves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he gotta. You know, he gotta expand on his. You know, his little gimmick or whatever. Because I don't know how long the the tent thing is gonna sustain. You know. The perfect ten thing. I don't know how long that's going to sustain, but but I mean, as far as like in ring work, I enjoy watching him. I think he, you know, I think he he can go. Yeah, I think he's all right. Yeah. So um, and like I gotta agree with y'all. Like the Usos makeover. Like I mean, it's so dope. I think I heard somebody online when as far as to say they look like. A knockoff crime time, like I don't think so at all. Yeah, they completely two shit. different teams, two different teams completely. Yeah, yeah you're you're yeah. you're showing, you know, you're you're showing something about yourself if that's like like because it just doesn't make it's like no no yeah if that's your like no that's not a like no that's not they're not the same. So if you see the same, I'm wondering why you see the same. Because they ain't the same. Like, yeah, um, very different. And I'm going to leave y'all with this tonight. I mean, I'm I'm going to go and make this prediction because I don't think AJ is going to lose the title at all this year. So I'm going to go ahead and say AJ versus Randy at Survivor Series. Oh, all hmm. right. I mean, they got to do something well, uh, with that other guy. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have any reason to be like, nah, no, no, you know. So it's like, yeah, I could definitely see that happen, especially if they, not especially anything. The Wyatt no are dead. The Wyatt family is dead. They just made the dude. He just got a new what? What? What was it? Rams mask, and they and he locked yeah. him in, and he made him look like a big idiot. I think they done with the Wyatt. Like if you notice, you know, um, Eric Young, so he got a new group. What were they doing? Yeah, that was dumb. They made him look. They made the what his name? The the, the painter, the the wanna the wanna guy, uh, uh, Rowan. And then I'm hearing Rowan, yeah. Luke Harper. Yeah, then I'm hearing Luke Harper is going to Raw. So to me, that's the writing's on the wall for them, man. Uh oh, Strowman Harper tag team. 
Go after New Day. We got Sheamus and, and, and Cesaro. Like, they just chilling. Anderson and Gallows. Like, I don't understand why they're yeah, not tag they team champions. Yeah, they had them I, winning all yeah. the way. And, yep. Yeah. New Day is corny to me. To me, they're corny now. Like, they've run their course. I'm bored with them. They've run their course. I'm tired of seeing Big E, John Ray. Like, it's. it's, it's the act is worn out. They need a new phase, man. That's why I, thought, they need that's a new why I phase. thought more than anything, New Day would lose. Just to give them some, something different to do and different way to act. And, you know, hard, maybe. But I would say maybe the hard way blood from last night or from Monday, you know, can, again, just force them to go into a more serious direction at times. They don't have to be a serious act. I mean, that's just never going to be them. But just turn it up when you need to. But no, if you see the Snapchat or the picture of of uh, Kofi, doctors are giving him stitches or putting stitches in his, in his eye or in his face. He's laying his Xavier and Biggie are in the background acting goofy. Like, like I get I mean, it, like totally. That's not like, but it's just like, damn, they could have took taken, you know, crimson mask and all that stuff and. Right. And, and and run with it. But no. Nope. Next week they'll probably show that picture. You can't take away our smile. Look at this. This was me right after with the stitches. Right. Exactly. Trav, like what do you get out of breaking demolitions record? I mean like the average demographic of what you know New Day is, what you scared, don't even know, never probably even heard or saw demolition unless they watched the network or something like that. So I, I mean I don't see it. Like to me they they worn out. They need a new phase. Like they need a, they need phase two like how Marvel do. They need a, def, a different phase. Like it's corny. Like it's been over a year yeah. now. It's corny now. Again, why I thought they well, would lose they would just transition them into at least doing something different, chasing those belts back, whether they got them or back or not. But you know, just something different. But go ahead. When my five or ten year old is born with them, I know, you know, it's like they moving on. Yeah. They kind of wanted to see Gallows and Anderson win. Like I mean, New Day. Sheesh. I mean, that's all I got. Looking forward to that Luke Cage and all that popping off. So. Yeah. And Friday Flash is that tomorrow, back. right? Twenty ninth or thirtieth. Yep. Friday. Twenty ninth. Yeah. Okay, so oh shit. All right, maybe I, yep. I gotta watch that damn last. Last that finale of uh, Daredevil season two. I was, it was two weeks ago. I was at Sheets. I was watching it, and I still ain't uh, watched the last one. So, hell yeah, I'm hype about this one. All right, Mike. Just stuff. All right. All right, Mike. Mike from Brooklyn, everybody. Uh, yeah, for sure. That uh, and and just you know reading the reading the. Uh, that was kind of my plan today, since I wasn't going. To, I, I didn't go, you know, work or anything. I was like, oh, I'm gonna just sit in and just, because I started, I finally started the Doc, Doctor Strange last night. And I was like, I'm gonna just yeah. read all the Doctor Strange that's on Unlimited, like up to like episode six, or issue six or something like that, and then uh, something else. I was just gonna read all day, and that just didn't happen. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I bet not tomorrow. I better go to damn work. Um, yeah. Uh, but that Doctor Strange f- 
uh, uh, trailer got me hyped. It's like, you know what? I better yeah. at least have a base about this guy before I call myself going, you know, go watching yeah. the movie. Even though I did go see Ant Man, and I know, you know, it's not. I saw all those movies before I read anything, so mm-hmm. I'm really switching up because pretentious comic book guy now. Mm, I got my base are. knowledge. I got. <laughs> Gotta get my base knowledge, swish it around a little, and mm, fine wine. All right, let's talk to somebody else. Who we got? Who we got? Let's go from Brooklyn to Georgia. Let's talk to Darrell. Uh, Darrell, wow. did you see uh, episode five of Atlanta? Yes, I did. I sure did. How y'all doing today? This. I'm oh, doing well. What up, man? That goddamn show, man. I, I it's 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 kind of like Key and P, Key and Peel in a sense. Uh, when you're watching their skits, they never end. Where like they had a real good job of like taking in a whole different direction. Where you're just like, how did they even think to take the joke that way? This show, I just never like. Where are they going with this? Like the 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 shooting yeah. stuff. I'm I'm. It's the it's probably the most bizarre thing. That's happened in the five episodes so far. Holmes and the, but in the shoot. But it's, it's bizarre like that in Atlanta. It's really bizarre like that in Atlanta. That's why it's so good. It's, that's why it's so good. And people here really like it because it's so much like Atlanta. <laughs> that's how weird it be up there that way. <laughs> you can't shoot a dog. Like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I wanted so, him to so, say I'm not shooting a dog. I'm shooting at a paper target. And like the 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 uh, uh, then the Arab boys came in with the yeah. blood was like, uh, He was like, "No, nah, like, I, I didn't say all that. I, I didn't say any of that." <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah. in love with Atlanta. That, but I don't know which is gonna be my number one show of 2016. Is it Atlanta or is it The Get Down that's on Netflix? Because you keep asking I didn't watch like, it. hey, I know what it is. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. I'm very, yeah. uh, very aware. Man, well, that show right there. Me and my, um, me and my girl, we was just gonna watch like an episode of it, and then she was like, "Man, we watching this whole thing right now." After the first episode, Damn. we watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we sat down and watched the whole thing. She had to stop doing a little homework of a class. Because he was like, man, I'm taking this test and I'm about to flunk it. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> this show was real good, man. It was crazy. I really, I was like, wow, that's a good show. And only half, they only yeah, released half this first season. Okay. All right, it might be yeah, so. something I have to consider. I mean, enough people talk about it, so why the hell not? Birth of yeah. Hip Hop, baby. Um, the Birth of Hip Hop. That's what it's all about. Yeah, but um, to go yeah. back to um wrestling, uh, thank God for SmackDown. It feels good to have a show that you don't have it surrounded by authority I figures can't. and what the authority figures choose and all yeah. that foolishness. It well, feels good to have why it. Can't feeling about and Cam, why can't that be that. Raw and SmackDown be just a typical like? You know, SmackDown. You know, so this, so when in less than a, I guess less than two weeks or ever, whenever the, you know, lineup Tuesday, uh, Flash and stuff come back, 
it wouldn't be a hard choice. I mean, there, there's not Raw, a hard choice because like we got a, huh? No, yeah, to Miss Raw. No, I hear exactly what you're saying. Like if Raw like, was the dope better. show that we all talked about as being consistent and coherent and blah, 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 and SmackDown was the eh, one, well, Tuesdays when <laughs> Flash came on and we were watching that and recording that, I wouldn't be sweating having to watch SmackDown by other means, Hulu or or whatever. Because USA on Sling TV doesn't have, like, on-demand stuff. And what they do, it's not. They, they do, but it's not wrestling. Yeah. You won't want to watch Raw on, on demand anyway. That just, uh, it just feels better, man, having um, a show that's not based on authority figures and who they choose. And I don't care who they pick. I don't care what they know. I don't care if you knew this. I don't care if you knew what 2 plus 2 is. I don't care, man. I just want it to be about what SmackDown has, about wrestling. That's what it's about. That's why John Cena, even though some people don't like him, but he seemed more intriguing on SmackDown now because it's about the wrestling and stuff. Absolutely. I thought it was, they, I thought it was going, everybody was going to boo the hell out of him when he picked up the title and said the champ is here. But, you know, you can hear people really want to see if he's going to win it or not, even though he, he – um, in the middle of the month of next month, he got to go off and start shooting um, for that show. Right, but you know the year. I mean, I did. Oh, the Fox show. So. Yeah, and Dean well, Ambrose is supposed to be going to film a movie too, so he's supposed to be going off for of air too. So, and then I like what they tell him with um, how they got Randy Orton hyped up now. If he beat Bray Wyatt, I understand Bray Wyatt need a win, but if he beat him. I'm pretty cool with it if Brandy finna go and start feuding for the title for a couple of months until the guys come back. That's something that can get over. I'm loving AJ. The Miz is a, oh, my God. I can't even believe I'm saying the Miz one of the so top good. heels in the whole company. <laughs> well, he was, he was arguably the best heel in 2010. That was like one of, one of like, it was like, Jericho, Miz, Edge had already kind of peaked, you know, 08 kind of was his, what you would consider him the best heel in the business. But Jericho was coming off that, just, you know, that, was it, that fantastic run he had from 08 to 2010, 2011. And Miz was antagonizing the shit out of Cena all year, going, I'm 5-0 and against John Cena, remember yep. that gimmick? And he, you know, so he had his, I mean, he won the title in main event at WrestleMania. That he, he was he was really over and did have a lot of heat. It just, you know, it just depends on your, your uh, you can argue, and people do, is it the right kind of heat that should be main event in WrestleMania, blah, 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 all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But he did, and he had been hot. It's just that after that, he had gotten so corny and so, like Wade calls it his his his, his sucking on a lemon phase, where he just came out there with that pouty that look, look and just it was just yeah. it's just it's like ugh, wow, this guy is he is he is he like six months from being released, and then you know after like two years of that, he just turned it back on. I don't know what happened. I I know, and it's like this though. You wouldn't be mad if he made a minute a show defending the Intercontinental title because how hot he, he him and AJ like two of the hot hottest heels, and they both on the same show. 
That's why I don't want to see um, Miz lose yet. I feel like if he lose, he should lose to uh, up and somebody, some baby face that they feel like can add on to what he's doing with the title and can keep keep it pushing, not somebody. I know I like what Dolph did last night because I know people want to see him go here sometimes, but sometimes it's not always good just to turn somebody, just to turn them. If you start telling a better, a better story with them, then you can get a moment what Dolph Ziggler was trying to get off last night. And maybe he should lose and go off TV for a while and, you know, maybe cry. Yeah, but I don't know. You don't go off TV for a while after that promo last night. I mean, Miz Miz made a point. Like, you're not going to go away for 30 days. not going to go to NXT. You know, it's like you're done. NWWE, but you're done. Like, so... I don't want that. You can't. I don't want you or anybody else uh, qualifying. Like, oh well, you know, he could lose and take a break. Like, no. Even if he came back a year from now, I'd be like, what the fuck? What about the stipulation? You're done. I don't care if that sounds. But they did that in the territory days. A lot of times, and people would be gone for six months out of the territory and then come back. So that was one of the hottest angles of all time. And lose or be gone forever. But then they come back. It's a you just they just told better stories on the reason why they were able to right, come back. Right. And and do you trust so, uh, WWE to tell that story? You are you going to do <laughs> the way you say you could come back under a mask as the Blue Nemeth, you know, or something like that, and and do that kind of game like, and have uh, Ms. Like and Marie. Captain or Mr. America. Yeah, but just yeah, sure. Because I'm pretty sure they'll burn out the story after him cutting that promo. They'll burn out the story. He'll love face of him with the Intercontinental title because, like you said earlier, we've seen you with that title time and time before. Let's see you lose the title and see how it affects you, and then you go away for a while because, you know, he like to do other stuff. He like he want to get into um, the newscast and stuff like that. Let him do that. Comedy. Let him do that and then come back with newscasting as a baby face. <laughs> He's <laughs> No, he worked with Fox News. He be covering the debates. He been covering debates for them. Um, been oh, okay. Like, okay. Um, that's, uh, I'm thinking like yeah. uh, when you say that, I guess that's technically a news guy. I'm thinking that news anchor, like he's sitting at somebody's desk <laughs> talking about in the news today. <laughs> that's what immediately came to <laughs> mind. But, yeah, as a roving reporter type face with a mic, you know, that's kind of just what they are, guys, or women holding them like. Um, yeah. Yeah, he like he likes stuff like that. Let him go off and do that, and then we see the agony and defeat. And then, you know, he come back with a story on, you know what, I was showing off and doing all of this, and maybe Tone Dine don't yell when he come and talk and tell us this. Tone it down a little bit and tell us, yeah, I was showing off, I'm still to show off. But I know I don't refocus up. I want to win. I'm solid. And then after he made that comment, he never said it again. He showed it with his action. And then take off. It should be different. And people should remember him losing in the agony of defeat to the Miz and seeing that he changed. And that should build him up anyway. With the Miz, on the other hand, you can use that for an up-and-coming babyface from NXT or something that you want to get over. Or even a heel or somebody like Samoa Joe just come and demolish the men and just beat the hell out of them. The monster um, 
to more Joe that we getting now. And he just come and destroy the Miz, and we like, damn, that's crazy. And then he just go on the war path, and he build his legacy with the title, building off of what the Miz done already did. Then we can see the Miz go somewhere else and do something else and lift other people up. That's why I'm liking SmackDown now, because their stories fit. And, and there's so many ways that you can take their stories, and it's interesting. Not, you don't really care about too much of the in-ring action, even though you do see good in-ring work. But the story is what's making it so much better because you see good in-ring work on Raw. You saw it at the pay-per-view, but it still was dull because the story was bland. <laughs> it's all about the authority on Raw. Right. That's why I, I don't care what wrestling works way better the other way if you have to have one or the other it's like well it's better to have compelling characters and good storytelling and bad to to meaty bad to barely above average matches than to have all these kick-ass matches and you know all this innovative you know wrestling and and in-ring and physical stuff and that be telling dull dumbass incoherent inconsistent stories or have those guys that are doing doing these kick-ass matches are just garbage characters and consistent turn back, heel and face back and forth with no consequence or any of that stuff. Uh, so it definitely works. You know, again, you work hard to be both. And but, tearing up their body. Like you had to have one. And tearing oh, yeah, that's, that's, up their body. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, and yeah. I know I know somebody has said something online about yeah, why these guys be doing all these um, be be getting hurt all the time, but I've been hearing them say, well, y'all want them to do all these incredible moves, but if you tell a good story, you don't have it. When you're telling that good story, sometimes in the story you can't do all those crazy spots and stuff like that because you have to play towards the story, and you're saving your body. What I see, nobody on and SmackDown getting hurt. If, 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 if WWE if Pro Wrestling was a completely – TV product like the way WCW was its last like two three years they didn't run a ton of house shows or kind of what TNA is then like all right if all the only time they wrestled and did those took those risks were Sundays Mondays and Tuesdays when scheduled you know once a week or sometimes twice a week then you know it'd be like oh uh, okay it, it still wouldn't be you'd, you'd still not like them. Cesaro, that, what the hell? Why was he trying to do any kind of cannonball type move through the ropes? Like you're just like that was so bad. Idiot. It looked really bad. Like you're asking, I like the rope, look. top rope ain't going to let you do that. Like no. The only way you do you can do that is if you have uh, if you're in a tag match and you're like the young bucks and number one you're smaller and you got a guy squeezing or whatever, you know, not squeezing, but sitting on the bottom Open middle rope, rope and pushing that top rope up, giving you all the – or like the Usos do when they do over-the-top dives, they'll have the one pull the top rope down just to give them that extra mm-hmm. six, eight inches pause, to make give sure them that little that bit of extra, uh, you know, so they t- their knee or toe doesn't scrape and change their tra- uh, trajectory. I mean, that's <laughs> that can happen a little tiny little tap – can you know like throw your whole thing off? He, he's like hold back heels, hit that rope, <laughs> hit that top rope, and it just pile and spiked himself. He's lucky, you know, just be walking, let alone still you know wrestling the next night and, and all that stuff. So, with a suit, he got his, um, super, uh, super neck. 
<laughs> he got that super neck because he's uh, he nipped my whole weight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. Uh, I know people mm-hmm. like that they're going to be a tag team, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro, but you're about to face the New Day. And the New Day, how they got them, they won't let them change. They won't let nobody make them take it serious. They they the kid who walk around the neighborhood all day and be playing. Like 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 what Craig said about smoking. You walk around every day yeah, always, always playing. playing. Thinking people playing. Ain't nobody playing, man. And that's the problem. They don't have nobody who's gonna teach them a consequence. Like, man, I ain't playing with you. I'm tired of playing. You play too much. Yo, where they paper boy at that's just gonna be too. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not happening today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, they play too much. They play too much, and that's just gonna ruin this new tag team that they got because Sheamus ain't good at comedy. <laughs> this ain't the new hell no. If people thinking that this gonna be the new hell no team hell no, then no, because most people want to see Cesaro wrestle, and a lot of people just want to see Sheamus get off the screen. So yeah, <laughs> who's gonna Both bring who's gonna bring who's gonna bring that charm? No, you, you're, I just you're dead on. I just don't understand. Like, the stories that they tell on Raw is just so backwards, man. It's just it's just so, so backwards. You you have Stephanie tear down um, Mick Foley. Now, I feel like it doesn't matter what she know now because it ain't like she can do anything because she just told him point blankly. Remember who you work for. I'll fire you. Do you want to be back on an ambassador for the company? Then shut up. So it don't even matter if she know. <laughs> and she ain't. It ain't making it seem like. I know people were saying it made it seem like that she didn't know and she gave him an excuse. No, she just bossed him up and told him, "I'm your boss. I fire your ass." So shut up. Basically, she just didn't say it in those words. So why should we care what she knows? Because all she gonna do is tell you, "I'm gonna send you back to the um welfare line." So be quiet. Yep. So she bitched him up. And she bitched him up real quick. So that storyline dead. It don't matter. So why Steph Rollins keep coming out here crying when the storyline dead after she done bitched up Mick Foley? <laughs> like, he has no power. Even though we already know that, but that's something that casual fans don't know. We shouldn't play that out. And now you done played that out. Now you done killed them. I just don't understand, man. I was looking at the UFC um, press conference. And they have nobody like Conor McGregor. That that guy's so entertaining. And so he, he just, the stuff that he be saying and how he just captivate the whole room, they have nobody like that. And they and you make a wish that they did have somebody on the level of a Conor McGregor. Let somebody be like that. Like, I think, I think they have people who could do that. But they just, you know, they choose not to let anybody be an individual like that. Like, I, I really don't. I don't know who wants to see Stephanie McMahon on the screen. I, I don't know who that's for other than Stephanie McMahon because I don't feel like that adds anything to the show. Like, it doesn't make me care more about matches, how she feels about them in particular. But they, they swear that's what it is. Is it yep. Is it just the, that they have to have for for USA purposes, they have to go see we're 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 showcasing the McMahons and you know family drama. That's what sells, even though ratings have continually go, going gone down in the last uh, ten years. 
Probably so. I feel like if they they need that, they have her in um do stuff with that undercard with the mid carter. Like she's on the chessboard and she putting pieces on the board how she want it and being a manipulative that way. But leave this main event scene alone alone, like for a long time now. Don't have no representative of the authority. You killing you killing Kevin Owens title reign, even though he might go on podcast and say otherwise. But that's what they're gonna use against you in the long run, and say you're not successful. I hope you ain't been on the outside, not looking in and see how they play this game. And if you if you see it and you just go along with it, then that makes you look like a fool. It just I don't know. They just so difficult. I wish they had somebody like uh, uh, Conor McGregor because, to me, that guy's the biggest draw in the industry since Floyd Mayweather left. And if he wins this fight coming up, I hope he do get to fight Floyd because it's just going to be fun and interesting just to hear. You get your money's worth just hearing them talk back and forth. Why? Why? Fight why? So you don't, you don't, don't you like Floyd Mayweather? Oh, I think, yeah, I, Floyd Mayweather cool. Uh, you know, I like his style. I know he's unbeatable uh, uh, with the defense and stuff like that. But, you know, I was a Pacquiao guy. But, you know, I like to see interesting things. I like to see interesting things. I'm just saying, why would you want to see, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather go in there and, you know, get his ass beat by Conor McGregor or any MMA type flight MMA guy? I don't. I don't think he. I don't. If it's a boxing match, I don't think Conor McGregor no, they're gonna box, will beat right? him. Are oh, they going to box? Again, yeah, so why box. would Conor McGregor box. do that? His hands nice. Because, because what, he made forty million this year. Because he'll make two hundred mil in one. I don't care how good his hands are. He ain't Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I mean, he's not. It's the most money he'll ever make in one sitting. I yeah, you know. If you had the opportunity to just let. Floyd Mayweather hit you a couple of times and run, and you make $200 million. I'm pretty sure you'll take it, too. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> well, personally, <laughs> the money he ever made. Your health? Like, yeah. Let, let's just go. Let's personally, see. I'd be the one hitting Floyd Mayweather, but I'm just saying that's just me. I'm the, you know, my hands okay. are particularly nice, you know. <laughs> and why y'all topic saying. of the week wasn't um, yeah. talking about – Trav going up against his um, nemesis of NXT. I mean, thank that you should have been the topic of the week. Thank you. Somebody acknowledging the previous. Come on. Early. Scott Dawson, if you listen he to this, tra- I will fuck you up. Early in the game. He is like, Trav with the old line. <laughs> You know, you know the, um, the line that the kids yeah, say, going, going oh, really I bet you won't me. say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I said, whoa. <laughs> not the little kid line. <laughs> no, I, no, I will not. <laughs> yeah, that's, right? that's like the baddest, the baddest man hit my hand first. <laughs> that's, that's the type of line that is. I said, whoa, Trav really got up underneath his skin with the fake R. Anderson comment. <laughs> nobody nobody wanted an issue. Uh, oh, man, that was so funny. Uh, but those were more interesting than Raw. SmackDown, Trav going back with his um, nemesis of NXT. 
um, the UFC press conference, and I think that show so coming that around card? the same time. Some that card is crazy, Darrell. The Survivor that, Series, that UFC my two hundred five card is crazy. There, yes, boy, that's going to be a fun show. When when is that? They said place? it's going to be like a WrestleMania. That with Dana White. Said. Yeah, it really it's gonna is going to be like a WrestleMania. On? And you said what's the what? What's the date? Um, it's November the tenth. It's November the tenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's gonna be like that's. I think right I'm, around um Survivor Series. That 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 has to be one I buy. Like that invite all the all the friends over. That's a big one. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch it because they be giving away stuff. So we like to sit there and, and you get to hear the people yelling, and, "Ooh ah!" <laughs> at the food. So yeah, but I can't good. wait to see it. Just Do they have anything else on during the pay-per-view, like or is, like, all the TVs, the, the uh, USC pay-per-view? Um, no, they they switch them up. They, they'll switch them up depending on what's on. But um, once everything go off, they'll sw- um, switch it all to the UFC. Then oh, they had a fight pass and all the other stuff, too. So they be playing, they be playing a lot of different stuff. But when that main event, the co-main event and main event come on, they'll switch all the TVs. Because they know that's what everybody so, want to watch. So, so how, who goes around and enforces like bars and Hooters and Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff like to make sure thing? they, yeah, to make sure that they have the bar version of the pay per view. Like they're paying higher, around five hundred bucks for the for the show or whatever. I don't know how they do it. I assume that's what they do. Um, like who's the uh, yeah, I mean, who's the stop you from? They have again, people call. They have, they have people call the restaurant. They have people. Um, my my cousin, she was a manager of a uh, a bar like that. And say what? Are and you showing the pay per view? No, they are called first before you when you before when you start opening sports places are called and make sure that it's it's this something that you want to carry and they give you deals like with the WWE Network. Um, they had to pay four hundred dollars. For the whole year, and they get to have everything, and then they 20. send them the displays. Yeah, and with like the UFC stuff, the fight pass, they ask, "Do you have a market for it?" They'd be like, "Yeah," and um, they'll charge them a flat rate too, and then they'll send them all different type of stuff. So they pay more than what we pay, but they well, get their money back because <laughs> you have people sitting yeah, there. Yeah, it's just a matter of I wonder how how. You know, because they could be like, all right, yeah, thousand bucks. You know, for you know, if 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 we're paying as people as regular consumers, individuals, for a random Mayweather fight, eighty dollars. So you as a bar that's going to possibly have five hundred people throughout the, you know, let's just say, you know, hundred and fifty people in there. If you can fit that many people, if it, that you know, uh, <laughs> you're gonna make that back. So if we charge you. Five or eight times, you know, if we charge you, you know, instead of uh, 80 bucks per pay-per-view, if we're charging you, uh, you know, $400, then that's still no real big deal. You're going to make that up in, in, in an hour of beer sales. Yep. And also, they really... To give them that kind of flat deal, if you're, if what you're saying... Well, if what you're saying, Darrell, is, is, and I have no reason not to believe it, but if what you're saying is accurate... 
and they give them that kind of flat deal for like the network, and I can imagine what they do for pay-per-views, then they probably make out real, real well. And WWE and UFC and all the pay-per-view places, they probably know it's easier just to get something. Because again, it's probably tough enforcing that. So it's like, oh, let's make it make it a no-brainer for them, so we don't even have to worry about are they somehow getting away with something. So that's that's all I wondered. And we got to tell wrestling fans to make sure they tip because a lot of people don't like having wrestling fans come. She let me get a small fry and a small water, no ice. Yeah, and then they <laughs> sit there all, and and then they say that wrestling fans sit there all day watch the watch all the stuff and then give a two dollar tip. Let's <laughs> see, you know, when they get we the know, other type of fans, three waters, so that's you know four something. Here's five dollars. <laughs> Keep the change, toots. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. That's why I say we see why um, they are noxious and you have somebody like Trav um, showing them out <laughs> you know, when they be out there acting a fool and when he be at WrestleMania and they be doing stupidness because they just go around doing stupidness everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we watch it at. We watch it at the bar uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, the women be up in there too. You had you had the girls that come in there trying to get them a couple of drinks from the people who watching the show. Thank you. They slide in to get them a couple of <laughs> you know, drinks. But shoot, I had a homeboy who spent a hundred dollars on a girl and she ain't even give him a number afterwards. He thought he was gonna get the number. She slick quick ran up out of there so fast and he was looking around like, What happened? And we laughed at him so long we kept the receipt and every time he came in the car We'll put it on the um, window so he can see it. You <laughs> spent so, $100 real quick, on this uh, Real quick, Rich said it's like secret shopper. Uh, during the event, there will be someone that audits uh, X number of bars. Uh, people also will snitch if they're paying and then find out the company's not paying. <laughs> like if you pay 5 $10 cover to watch a you know, WrestleMania, and then you find out through, I guess, whatever means, somehow you overhear bartender, you know, you'd be mad. Like, son of a bitch. Yep. I mean, they why, got regulated. I, I understand I know they got regulated for that. I don't understand why you would be mad enough to, unless they did something to you personally. <laughs> you know, shit. I just yeah, feel like snitching. <laughs> they want their money. They don't want y'all playing regular prices. Like I said, I knew somebody got regulated. Um, they was using somebody else's fight pass to uh, show it all on the TVs. <laughs> and uh, I guess somebody told on them. And then they had to uh, stop it and had to end up paying. The uh, restaurant had to end up paying uh, for the big price. <laughs> I was like, see? Yeah. Always like there should, there's, there's ways to... Uh... To uh, you know, combat you know pirate feeds. Like like if there's, I forget there's a way like if you uh, like you just flash like a certain code up during the during the feed, and it's like, oh okay, that was that was your code that was all on uh, uh you know 
whatever, whatever, vipsports.edu, you know, .eu or whatever. That was you on, uh, what was the old one that was the shit before it got shut down? Something sports. Dot, uh, First Row Sports. First Row Sports. sports. But, but it was another one, too. But, yeah, First Row Sports was, was that work that just had it all organized and, you yeah. know, just, boom. Oh, that late game worked in here. Go to Six more. ADTH.com. <laughs> um, they, they, they saw it, too, and, um. That's another one also. Right, but there should be a way I during those feeds where a code pops up, and then whoever's, like, monitoring those feeds can be like, oh, you were providing your pay-per-view to, you know, you were broadcasting that to the Internet. That's illegal here. It's fine. And, you know, whatever they got to do, but you would think it'd be easy. But nowadays they get around it. Um, they get around it because some places show live feeds of everything, like live TV shows, and as long as they charge you some type of fee, they let them do it. Uh, like they charge you like a lifetime fee, uh, maybe like ten dollars a month, right. or something but like the, that. Well, the one you can watch whatever I HD quality. Sometimes you, they be like, if like this is a this is a free page if you got here because somebody charged you, ask for a refund. <laughs> they they uh, early with it, like yeah, no, this the same a pay site. If you if you paid, you're an idiot. I'm willing to go to the paid ones because um, they don't have the ads and pop-ups that um, bring viruses onto your computer. So I like to go to those because um, then you get the HD um, quality um, streams that don't be slowing up on you and stuff like that. So it's so a real Yeah, I mean, it's really just if, if companies, it's just really about making stuff convenient and not gouging people. Like, like I'll pay. Like, I went on... Like, music, like, I'll pay for what I know is good. But if I don't, like, I'm going to take it. And then, like, oh, all right, I got to know this band now. You know, I, I'll i buy their stuff. Yep. It doesn't I work, not 100%. Cause I, can't, I can't front like I'm paying for it, you know. But more times than not, acts that I truly, truly love or respect or just that's my shit. Uh, it's, oh, especially uh, uh, smaller acts. Like, oh, if they got a band camp and I know the money's going right to them, I'll definitely do that. If I even if you're on Google Play and Bandcamp, I'll it's a if it's a dollar more on your Bandcamp, I'll go to your bank I'll buy it from your Bandcamp. Just because I know that artist or that band is getting that, you know, seven bucks or whatever the album is or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm trying to make sixteen ninety nine for my CD or for my download. Fuck out of here, man! Oh, eight bucks? All right, all right. I fucks with you. I will spend eight dollars for your album. See, that's why that's how I found um, Swing out, and I got this other one. I use Swing and this other one called Stream Live dot two, and you get you get all the channels there. So every channel that I, I don't I have like. Swing, I have it on there. Yeah, then they then they have movies. They have all the movies that you want, and you can just click on them and watch them, and, and like in theater quality, HD quality. So um, when I want to watch a movie, I go on there and pop it on. I pay uh, so all together with the sling and that I'm paying like because I got the little forty dollar version of the sling. Then with that, that's fifteen more, and like fifty five dollars. That's way less than I was paying for cable. 
when I was paying like 120, 140 bucks, <laughs> then I can put it on all the TVs and stuff like that. So I've been getting into stuff yeah, that's like another, that. That's a, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as far as got the uh, you know the top sling one, and then my internet's only 45 bucks a month. So, you know, so that's 85 bucks right there. And then Hulu, Amazon, and 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 I think I I swear I had Prime, and I must have bought that one. I don't know how I missed that ninety nine dollars coming off my thing, but I think I I got Prime. Uh, um, shit, then that might mean it's coming up because I would have got it last year, December when Man in the High Castle was out, and it's about to come out with season two. But anyway, um, you know, so everything in total, it's maybe a hundred and twenty dollars for my entertainment, including you know WWE Network and all my various. That's still less than I was paying for Comcast. I was paying a hundred and sixty dollars for. Comcast, cable, and internet. Yep, so. and it's just so much better now. And before I um, leave you guys, I want to ask you this. Who won the debate? What would happen if you guys told the um, nation that y'all don't pay taxes and fools only pay taxes? <laughs> mm-hmm. And i leave it off with that right there. And yeah. And y'all uh, have a good from George. Yeah, same to you, man. Um I don't. I didn't think it was even close. Yeah. You know, like, like, well, Hillary won. That wasn't even like, like she had answers. Like you might not like her answers, but she's got them. She's like literally like you ask a question, and then somehow we're like talking about like, you know, you ask a very specific question, and then he's like in this weird area. Like, how'd you get there? I asked you about X, but you're here talking yeah. about J. What the fuck? Like, like people, like people, like people have to like get that he's a like a fool in a in a, in, a, in that way. Like whether it's whether it's uh, conscious, like a, to obfuscate or to to kind of just deflect or get away from the, the actual question, or if it's like I think just his he's just super like ADD kind of guy and he says things and he oh. And that remind like me on this show, I can't get to a point. I forget what I'm saying. You know, he's not probably as bad, but he just boom has to set up that, has to say that. That reminds him of another thing, which reminds him of another thing. And then next thing you know, like how did we get here? Like, somebody tell us how did we get here in this damn debate? And she, I think their the strategy is three debates, right? With those two, the first one is where you just let him, you just give him all the rope. Just give it to him. Because I was like, it was a few points where I was like, if she don't have, like he just set it up. Like, oh, that was called being smart, like with the taxes. And you go, and she didn't emphasize, like, did you hear what he just said? That you're an idiot if you pay taxes. But I think that was strategic. Like she's just letting him. And then then, then the one in the middle is where she gets nasty, at that, you know, as nasty as she's going to, you know, two live crew, as nasty as she's going to get. And then the third mm-hmm. one, if that, say, because people are fucking scumbags, because he can call people all kinds of the most abhorrent, terrible things, and then somebody goes, Donald, you suck. And he goes, look at that, look at that, she's being mean to me. And then other people go, well, look at her, Hillary, she's being, what a bitch. You know, it's like... So that's actual. Since that's an actual thing you have to deal with, because people are idiots and misogynists, and it's a lot of things that goes that go into that attitude of 
She's mm-hmm. so shrill, and look at her outfit. It's like, like when they wrote, when her and Liz Warren both wore blue, and everybody made a big deal of it. Yep. And, and, and then they showed uh, like every politician ever with their dark blue suit. <laughs> you know, they showed seventeen or however many. You know, maybe it was after Fiorina was gone, but it was like all the Republican dudes all had dark blue suits on, standing on that dumbass stage. Nobody made a. Nobody headlined actual news with their outfit. Like that's just you know. So we since that's a thing we have to deal with because again people are cunts. Um, so you use that second debate as a measuring. Like okay, was that too much? Do I got to pull back? And then whatever final things you have to uh, uh, tweak or whatever. And that third one, pull back, be softer, be more aggressive. If that's what if that did well and people love, because I would have been all over, all for it if she just just came at him and he deserved to because he left some doozies just out there like. Yeah. Like you just say, I, when you just say, when we all like saw the footage a million times, when he says about the commercials, they're they're so untrue. Like, do you realize she's playing like clips of you? Like, you can't say those commercials about me are untrue when ninety percent of the commercial is you saying something terrible or. I, you know, just whatever that would make it a worthy political, uh, negative political commercial against you. Like, no, 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 nobody's making up things. Nobody said Trump said or Trump feels they're showing footage. And he still goes, those commercials are terrible. They're lies. And, 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 yeah. And, and for her to just, yeah. mm-hmm, 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 instead of saying, you're, you're lying, you're standing here lying right now. But I, yeah. I think she's hoping it was very obvious. And yeah. Hoping I'm hoping it kind was, of read in, like, yeah. it was obvious. But when you see, you know, but it's mostly people in his camp. They, they said it's some at the Frank Luntz, uh, who's the strategist, who, who who's responsible for a lot of the wording, making terrible things sound mm-hmm. okay. You know, torture is enhanced interrogation. I think that's a Frank Luntz. Uh, uh, thing, uh, but in his focus group of all people on the fence, uh, undecided voters, there was an audible gasp when Trump said, "Yeah, it's because I'm smart." Like when he said, when yeah. he didn't go, "No, no, 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 I pay." When he said, "Yeah, I mean, it was because I'd be an idiot to pay some federal tax." But later in the spin room, he was like, "Of course, I pay federal taxes." But again, that, not even a you know small percentage of people stuck around to hear that. And that's not going to be what's played on commercials. It's going to be him saying, "Yeah, I'm smart," you know. Like, mm-hmm. and then when she said, "No judge or no no vets, no schools," you know, what your federal taxes go to, he ain't paying for none of that because I'm smart. None. God, what a shit show that was. So, yeah, pretty rough. And then you know you got your progressive blacks that are just like, I I get it, like. She up there arguing about policies that she enacted, the crime bill and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, we had this argument in fucking March, you know, when when it was her against Bernie. <laughs> like, we, yeah. we know. Like, that's not, what's the point? Like, we know he's he would install slavery back if he could. And so what do you, like, I get it. You're right. You're woke as fuck. We all understand. But 
what, what are you doing on Facebook? <laughs> like, I, it was, you know, like, God damn. When you're like, with, when you're posed with like, you know, certain death and doom and destruction and like, you know, status quo that sucks and everything, but it's not certain death, doom and destruction. Why are you arguing against status quo? And I'm the one that argues the most that status quo sucks. But right now, I vote for Jill Stein, who I voted for in 2012. Number one, if I had my reasons. And number two is because if she got a certain amount of votes, the next cycle you get, you're automatically in like the debates and blah blah blah. But we didn't need her in 2016 because we 15 and 16 because we had Bernie to do what she did and so much more and better. Um, so, but a third party vote this time around, it's really like. A shameful thing, and I, and I, I, I don't. That hurts your feelings, or think I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, possibly, but, 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 I, but, I, but I think I've, uh, I've done the math here and calculated all the variables and all that stuff. And your, yeah, protest vote is all good and well when the outcome, you know, when you're living in Philadelphia and you, you know, you don't vote for Obama. It's like, mm, that's not exactly going to show up. Yeah. But all right, enough of that. Thanks for the topic though, Darrell. Um who we got next here? You know what? Let me check the first off, let's check the uh chat room. Mm-hmm. Darrell said New Day's like the little brother, yeah, who plays too much. <laughs> you get tired mm-hmm. of that. Plus they make whoever's face them into a choke. Okay, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, all right, let's see. Emails. We got. Um, oh, I did want to play this this music. Uh, maybe I'll play it next week because it, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's 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 weird in the sense that that he sent it into like the torch a wrestling show. So when I was hosting Friday, one of the emails we got was from Rekward von Durenberg, who's a formerly trained composer. He lives and works in Germany, in Berlin now. And he submitted his new release, and it's this is the genre, New Age Instrumental. Oh, oh, no, 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 that's I got to go to the site to find out more. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's cool music, but it was like, what, I'm like, I'm sure you're think, saying words right now. Yeah, but did he think Wade was going to be like, oh no? Because if you he- once you hear it, you'll go, oh okay, like that sounds fine, or you might hate it, but you just go, that's not exactly like, uh, not exactly. Wade was about to, about to like, it's going to be a new theme song, or what's what's going on? Yeah, he was just saying, hey, listen to it if you like it. So I emailed him back. I was like, look, email this to the East Coast cast. I'll not only play it, but I'll like talk we'll about it. it and stuff. Do this. And this is just through my laptop, so. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. He now releases a jaunty piece of instrumental New Age music that seamlessly combines pop, opera, ambient, electronica, and big band and Baroque into the same time, never ceasing to surprise. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you find like 15 seconds in here that's like could fit, like that could be a little tight little intro or transitional thing. But yeah, 
And the song's called Be Water by Rick Ward with R-E-T-T-W-A-R-D, Von Durenberg, D-O-E-R-N-B-E-R-G. Hmm. And the site is thecaravel.net. Caravel, C-A-R-A-V-E-L. So I downloaded it. I mean, it's a free download. So that's worth something. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. But we did have an email from Dutch Mark. He chimes in. Hey, guys, I thought the pay-per-view was decent, but a bit messy. My first instinct is to go into a pessimistic rant about the cruiserweights and how Vince will ruin them and blah, blah, blah. I suspect you guys... Do it. Uh, we'll already have covered that before. Eh, not really. Uh, we even get to the email. Screw it. Can you just talk about how fucking awesome TJP's song and Titan Tron are? Thanks. Take care. Um, yeah, I, I like his intro. People were like, ah, what's this Mega Man stuff or what's this 8-bit thing? But it's like, well, that's kind of... Kind of how that's not kind of that whole cruiserweight classics classic the the visuals the graphics that was the vibe all like and I thought oh don't bring that to the cruiserweights like I didn't like the yeah. you know when they would bring show the graphic of like the two you know like they did just with the instead of a purple hue have a red hue it's like ah, keep that yeah. with the cruiserweight classic and NXT is on by the way anybody listening live. Um, 26 days, 16 events. Thank you, WWE. That was somebody's sign. Like, I, you know, like, of course, TJP's good in the ring. Like, of course he is. Like, how could you say he wasn't? I think at this point, I might think he's doing too many things. Like, okay. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. And he's wearing Jordan 31, and he's damning. Like, it's still a lot going on. Oh, in that sense, um, he's doing too much. I thought maybe you meant, like, he's doing all but more too many high spots, pick something and go with it. No, he's doing his characters everywhere, doing everything. And I'm kind of, I mean, maybe that's kind of my, where I kind of stand on him. You didn't say he's not really good. Yeah, I never um, thought of it that I, way because I, I never, I mean, I don't think that he's doing too much in, in, that, in that sense. I don't think how wearing Jordan 31s is a, is a is a thing that gets to be a thing in of its of its own. It absolutely like, well, it's just because sweet. it's not something that people do, because it, it stands out because it's not something that characters have done. Um, and With Jordans in like, particular, or those that that one. With that Jordans brand, in that's... particular, like that's that's okay. very new to to the you know the kind of the structure. Again, of Shane's been doing it for as long as he's been wrestling, but. You know, as far as everybody else that doesn't get privileges, it's probably. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm back. Um, but yeah, he's doing the most, man. Yeah. Did Beanie Siegel really get knocked out? Was that a, I saw it on TV. Beanie Siegel really got knocked out? Yes, yes, he did. Come on. The entire hell out. Buy somebody in green spaces. Your your city hates your own city. Congratulations. Well, that's not new. He's like, no, yeah. He's like, of course. That's he's like, kind of the Meek, uh, uh, Beanie Siegel gets knocked out on tape, and somebody from Meek's Mill crew takes takes credit. Like, number one, why would he do that? That's stupid. So he's just like, yeah, arrest me. 
I beat that motherfucker up yeah. on camera. I did it. Alright, so. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like TJP. I'm a fan. He's, he seems to be one of those guys that, at least so far, he's, uh, he's pretty, uh, pretty polarizing, even if it's in a even if you're not thinking about it as much as you might be with the outfit and the music and the stuff, but just like the Sean Radicans of the world who have seen him, you know, for, for the last however, you know, decade or so, who are, and Todd Martin, and I picked those two because, you know, because they know their shit, they've uh, uh, been watching them, have been watching him for all these years in all these different contexts. And they both were like, he has no personality, he's bad on the mic, he's it, it Todd made it in the case of if if you're if you're if the knock on cruiserweights and stuff historically has been they're all flash and no like personality and stuff. Well he's the wrong guy to make as your you know, initial inaugural cruiserweight classic champion slash cruiserweight champion because he has all those deficiencies and stuff and so far, I'm just not in that camp, and you know, Radican has expressed similar, similar views that he's not great, and, and it's all personality stuff, promo stuff yeah. is what they mean. Um, but you know, he's still my guy. I don't, you know, it's it maybe in three months I'm like fucking TJP man. What did I see in him over the summer? But you know. He's my he's he's my dude now. Or you know, oh, shit. Who the hell is this calling me? Um, nope, missed call. It's not calling me from two one five. I'm feeling. I don't know where that is. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Thanks for the email, Mark, as always. And. uh... Is that 202? Is that Willis? Uh, Willis, is that you? What's happening? What up? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? Not too much. What's on your mind? Chilling, man. Chilling. Nothing. Same old, same old mess. Went up to the um, Legends Fest they had up here in Baltimore over the weekend. Where'd you go? What was there? The MCW Legends Fest. They had um oh, okay. a little convention. Um, Bret Hart was up there. Um, Jim Cornette was there. Um, I had got the um mega ticket, so I got autographs and pictures with um, Paul Finkel, Paul Orndorff, Bob Orton, Hillbilly Jim, Nikolai Volkov, um, Honky Tonk Man, Coco Beware. Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Tito Santana, and um, Brutus Beefcake, and um, Terry Reynolds, and um, Angelina Love was there too. Um, whoever was the first 300 people got in, you got a choice between either one to get a picture and an um, autograph with them free. So it was pretty cool. Jim Cornette did a um, Jim Cornette did a um, live experience. There he was taking Q Q and A questions, so it was pretty interesting to see to see him live talk his talk. 
and it was pretty entertaining, and he didn't have no cut cards at all. So it was all it was pretty good, and they had the wrestling later on that night. And if you had bought tickets for the convention, they gave you ten dollars off. So you only had to pay ten dollars to come in the show and watch the wrestling. And the wrestling was pretty decent, honky tonk man, and um. Coco Beware and T.O. Santana had wrestled in a three-man tag against this team called the, the Rock, and, Rock and Bowl Express, and Tim, Jim Cornette was their manager. But they were some they were some garbage, so Jim Cornette had ended up turning on them and, and beat up his team. So that joint was funny. And the uh, main event was a dog collar match for the MCW title. Jillix versus um, Shane McBride. I mean, Brian McBride. It was a pretty good match. All in all, it was pretty decent. Fun to go see the indie show. I'm going to NXT yeah. next week when they have it up at Baltimore. So hopefully that'll be okay. pretty decent. Have they have they nice. announced the main event for that NXT show? Uh uh, they didn't announce the main event for for. It. They was just saying who was going to be there. Uh, all the champions going to be. So I'm assuming it's probably going to end up being um, Joe and Nakamura in a match. Probably. But, yeah, right. Yep. And I right. sit so there. Uh, I was watching. What do you mind? Yeah. Sorry, I, I was watching Raw and was watching the um, debate. <laughs> And Donald Trump looked like a petulant child throwing tenth transforms every time somebody said something that got on his nerves. So that was very hilarious to see. And I I see they put the belt on Roman Reigns, the U.S. title, and then yeah. I didn't see the point of having the rematch and not have an ending to the match. I'd rather have seen if they were going to do anything if – they was going to just let Roman win, just let him win the match instead of having a notice qual- uh, um, double count out. That was just a waste of time, waste of 25 minutes. So I don't know what Raw is going to do because they, it seemed like they just lost. And SmackDown is just so clean and precise. It's just wild. That's a great way to put it. It is clean and precise. It really is. Yeah, it's just, it I don't just, know what Roddy Roode makes... and Ty Dillinger are talking about. I'm trying to figure uh, out, like, the perfectly glorious tag team has just been formed, and Ty, and they pointed to the air and was like, we're doing this for Jesse? I don't know, I think is what he mouthed, or something. Oh, God, this is... Oh, boy. Yeah, it was nice, uh, it was nice, um, knowing you. Um, maybe Rose. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand what was obviously had it on mute, and I, I couldn't keep up with the, the the captions. Really trying to listen, listen and and read, but they they're a tag team and they're doing it for somebody who's I think's dead that they possibly both know. Like, well, who do they know? How are Dillinger and Rude connected? So I'm interested. They from uh, Canada. Okay. I mean, that could definitely be. Mm-hmm. I think they trained mm-hmm. together back in the day. Hmm. All right. 
So yeah. So anyway, what else? What else is uh, on your mind? And y'all hearing about the stuff going on with TNA? They might not have enough money to run the pay per view this weekend. Yeah, it might might be a wrap on them boys. And yeah. they've been saying that. Yep. They they <laughs> saying that Vince might end end up buying them and just use the they he just wants the tape library and he don't even care about the the um the the actual T and A product. He just wants the tape library and that's it. <laughs> that's the rumor that's been going around. Oh, and I also been here. Real quick, real... Okay. Yeah, I see what he's saying. What else you been hearing? I've been hearing that um, after um, Miz, uh, Miz and Ziggler's match, they I heard that um, Ziggler might be leaving. This might be his last match. So really, damn, You're really saying that might be for him, huh? Yeah. So I I think he I think he fed up with the what they've been trying to do with him too. And he should I don't be fed know up how with, you... uh, with his own dumbass personality. I say with himself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, real quick, know. just clear, cleared up for the listening audience uh, that's not watching or hasn't. Uh, so they were, it's the tag team for the, they're coming back with the uh, Dusty uh, Tag Team Classic. And um, Rhodes said, so it said, I said Jesse, it must have been Dusty. He says, uh, said team with him for Dusty since Dusty was close with Ty. So... There'll be the odd, the, the Finn and Joe of uh, this year's tournament. Yeah. Maybe. And come out of it maybe with a, with a feud. Who are these guys? I'm saying, it's not the, uh, it's not the Samoa guys. Are they twins? No, the Ely the brothers. The Ely brothers. Big boy. Yeah. Let me hear what they got as music or the response. Some generic trap beat. Weird hip tattoos. Oh boy, okay. Some big boys though. Like like these are clearly guys that used to play football. Like it seems. These big boys. So alright. Uh anything else, uh I got I got one more thing. It, it's funny yeah. how ever since they've been pushing Roman Reigns the way they have in the last three years, the Punk left, Cody left, Sandow left. It's looking like Dolph might be leaving. You think that the way they've been pushing Roman? It's just pissed a lot of wrestlers off that have been there longer than him, and they just said, we sick of this shit. We leaving and oh, going to make out for him. I'm definitely be absolutely sure it. it did. But number two, uh-oh, why did Joe what just the skip the... What the hell? Oh, my. <laughs> he fed up. What is Joe's problem? And why are they making the Ely um, dudes look like chumps? Yeah, why did you go there didn't you have another tag team that could golly. Uh but no, I mean but I think the difference is well it's like of course Roman another Reigns one. is not Steve Austin and he's not the rock. Another like one. of course he's not. Let me let me preface it by saying that. But 
I think when I, I'm sure there were guys who were frustrated. Like look at Road Dog, who legit like didn't like The Rock for whatever reason. But those other guys being on top made everybody else a whole bunch of money. And Roman doesn't translate like that. Like I think if if somebody else is right. you want to be in, but everything's going well, you're less yes, inclined right. to be like, well, it's not like you. But no, like everybody else is like this guy's getting pushed. And, like, nobody else is getting to be that super intercontinental champ or that super U.S. champ or that super tag team feud. So, no, yeah, I, I definitely think that not only pushes guys away, but when they see that, like, you can't say anybody was wrong for choosing The Rock or choosing Stone Cold. There's no I told you so. With Roman Reigns, I bet you there's a bunch of guys saying I told you so. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do think that does contribute to guys leaving or wanting right. other opportunities because they feel like, like they, it, you're banging your head against the wall. Like as as fans, like we've talked about that the disdain that exists for Roman Reigns, and so as a guy who works with him, to see him not progressing and not getting better and not doing the things asked of him and still getting the push, it has to be frustrating. And Joe's still beating these guys up. Yeah, Joe, uh, Rock came in as super green flex Cabana with a year of Memphis under his belt. You know, protected on scholarship, just like Roman Reigns did, except, you know, Rock within two years got so much better. And with Reigns, it was the opposite. Like, well, you came in protected and, and or not protected, but you were covered for as far as like your deficiencies in the ring and, and on the mic because you came in with these two other really dynamic personalities and, and really good workers. And then he got exposed. And then he got even more exposed. And him being exposed wasn't what made him, uh, you know, d- despised or whatever by a certain part of the fan base. It was it was the push. It was the push. It was the nonstop. And he didn't do what The Rock did and turn it on its ear and make it work for him. He did... The opposite, where he pouted, and it came across in his body language, and not in a money-making way. Like Rock turned it into, you know, he pouted. Johnny Sins, don't fuck out of here. Johnny Sins went went from porn porn guy, porn stud to pro wrestler. Yeah, right. Dan Matha. I don't know. Why? Why are you? He he looks like a, a slightly smaller. But still, consider who I'm talking about. But a slightly smaller. Oh my God, who's the Australian yep. beast or whatever his name was? Um, the one that was in jail and did all that stuff. Nathan Nate Daniels. Jones. Nathan, Nathan yeah. Jones. Nathan Jones. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a slightly smaller Nathan Jones. But 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 Jim Strong, not uh, yeah. you know Jailhouse yeah. or not not Jailhouse. Just all, yeah, push-ups and knuckle-ups and all that kind of stuff strong. Um, damn, Andy Rose. Is she giving... Yeah, that's, that's something. She should not be wrestling. Like, it just does not make sense that she's wrestling. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, she might not be wrestling for long because her whole chin is going to be done. <laughs> whole chin is going to fall off in about... Five minutes. Um, all right, who we got on the line? I don't even know who the hell we're talking to. Me. Oh, 
Willis. <laughs> 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 and one more thing before y'all let me go. Hey, y'all. TNA, wait, 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 wait. TNA Creative just retweeted Sam Wheeler, who said Dan Matha still reminds me of too much of too much of Nathan Jones. So All right, there you go. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they were really feeling it. Um, y- y'all watch y'all y'all watch Agents of Shield yet? I-, I I saw last week's um with the uh with Ghost Rider. I have not watched uh any of this week. I'm I'm behind. Like I just had to see the Ghost Riders, but I'm I'm two seasons behind. Okay. Well, you don't even need to watch the last two seasons. Just start right now. But you know what's <laughs> the shame in this? Yep. You know what's the shame and disgrace? That the Ghost Rider on TV looked ten times better than the Ghost Rider in both of the movies they had, and that was a higher budget than this television show. That's ridiculous. Well, I can go. I can go find. Uh, I don't. Know, I can go get some chicken from the store, take all the meat off the bones, set the bones on fire, and it'll be a better Ghost Rider than those two movies. <laughs> like that is going to happen. God damn! <laughs> like. That's going to be, but no, like even even just the setup I saw, Willis was just like, oh, this is really cool, like this is, yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's like the universe that they've created. They just don't. They've proven they don't need specific canon. Like Ghost Rider, for a lot of people, is Johnny Blaze, and that's not who they're going with, and it's working. And then, like you know, uh, like we talked about with Ultron with Travis, like. Hank Pym didn't make Ultron, people didn't care because the story you're telling is that good. And even, like, yeah. the Ant-Man that we got wasn't Hank Pym because the story's good. Like, they're just... They're, well, they're, they're well, the, Hank, the, the Ant-Man we got is, a, is an Ant-Man, though. Scott Lang is is the main... is the well, Ant-Man is, current what Ant-Man. What I'm saying is, like... Well, I mean, to you, that's the thing. Like, he wasn't Ant-Man rolling with Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? But it still worked. Like, they're going to oh. get to a point where there's going to be a Kamala Khan or a Miles Morales eventually, and it's going to be like, oh, all right, like they're, they're just putting those movies together so well. So no, like this whole Ghost Rider setup, and even just like the conversation he had with the agent coming out was just it's like, no, this looks really cool. I'm into this. And then Luke Cage, two days, pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like getting popcorn and like I'm not doing anything Friday night. We're sitting here. We might get pajamas, and we're just going to go, just Luke Cage all night. I know I ain't gonna be doing nothing Friday night. I won't be paying my rent, so I know I'm gonna be broke as a damn joke. <laughs> you real? Ah, <laughs> you real? It could be a good. But they time that. Like I'm, we're gonna find out that Marvel time that because they know it's gonna be like the biggest black audience that they've had. Uh, like for one of their shows, they're like, yeah, let's do it right, right on payday. They ain't got nowhere to be. It's gonna turn this on white. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so offended. Yo, and Mandy Rose trying. Yo, she hit it with the with the reverse. Uh, yeah, thing. <laughs> Got him. Inverted power bomb type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Uh, all right, was, see y'all. Talk all right, we'll later. It's uh, Willis from uh, DC. Everybody. Wow, did you see that? It was fast. Whoa. No, something into the corner. <sighs> yeah, like like she was on the ground and randomly did like a reverse head scissors on her into the corner. Like lightning fast. It was ridiculous. 
Uh-oh, she's going to catch her. And got her. Woo! And she ate it, too. That was impressive. You got to see if they show that on the replay, the way she caught her in the corner. Is she bleeding out her mouth? That would be great. Yeah, she's been bleeding yep. for, like, the last two-thirds of the match, which has really added to the fact that Mandy Rose was yeah, kicking her fight. ass to, you know, to emphasize that. Mm-hmm. She's a young little, she, her, you know, she's no, too, okay. her body's oh, kind of going to show the end crazy. of it? Yeah, just to that, that's, a, that's such a good-looking move, though. Oh, face. I don't know. Until she, you know, or her opponent, you know, they botch it. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I don't think it's a lot of room for error. And I don't mean, like, in the Styles Clash way where, you know, a guy's neck is on the no, line. No, not, not to get hurt, but, but just in a, bad if you miss. Just in a really, like, ugh. You exposed you exposed the business. You mean like you mean like them, them three months that uh that Tory Wilson and Billy Kidman wasn't uh, sleeping in the same room, so he was just missing the four fifty all the time. Damn, is that what was going oh, yeah. on and in his life? I forgot you weren't really a WCW guy. I don't know what it was, but he was just for a while just mi- or a shooting star. He was just missing it. Like <laughs> he was just missing it for a while. Like, like missing it like he missed on Chavo or, or oh was that Kidman or or Paul London? Not the I think no, it was Kidman because like was storyline like, where Kidman gave Chavo a concussion or something and it was like yeah. a real you know and they just used it yeah yeah I think it was but that. Like, but you're talking WCW though that was yeah. oh, two oh three SmackDown or something yeah WWE but yeah he was missing it for a minute so what was going on? So when are they going to win the tag titles? Uh, I think you've got to get to a team that gets built up, gets built up, gets the rematches and stuff, and then they don't win. And then, the, uh, you know, because they didn't even come close to that with American Alpha. But every team, it seems mm-hmm. like in the last, you know, six months or so, even before that, they just wait till the next team gets built up and then – they drop the belts to them, and then same formula. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go and talk to Kylan. Go to New Jersey. Kylan, what's happening? What up? Not much, service calling you and Sam this week. I'm doing all right. All right. What's on your mind? Wait. Well, uh, things are looking very bleak for the folks over at TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they can't do Bound for Glory, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> like, damn, wasn't Cody Rhodes supposed to debut at that show or something? Like, shit. Mm-hmm. Next, next week's tapings have officially been canceled, so that's not true. Damn. This is all, yeah. all going oh, this to is, hell. This, this hey, is possibly it. I mean, like the last know, TNA show a... maybe. Oh, wait, next week's taping, though. Like, they have, do they have a show um, after tomorrow, kind of like, have they taped something after tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Nope. They show. Oh, they my. Show a lot. 
So wait, when is Bound for Glory supposed to be? This coming Sunday? Yep. Okay. So wow. if this ta- if the pay per view taping happens, that could be it. Or whatever show whatever they show tomorrow could be it. Depending on you know. But it would be kinda apropos like like oh, yeah. Like it it it, it would make a lot of sense if they had a pay per view schedule, couldn't pull it off no. and they just go yeah. away. There's no show next week and on pop. The, at the point where they have the most goodwill they've had in, what, four or five years? Like, most credibility with the audience, maybe the most eyes on the product. And then for the show not to happen, yeah, that would be be very appropriate. Yeah, and it it sucked because, I mean, I I think if, if, I think 2012 was probably TNA's last real chance as far as, like, they were still on Spike TV, they had Bully Ray doing the best work of his career, and they had a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. They got me to come back, and if they were able to, from that point, be what they are now, or something somewhere close as far as the structure and the, and, and and that kind of thing, then I then I, then I think uh, we'd be sitting here four years later. Yeah, that Beal was crazy. We'd be sitting here four years later. In a, having a completely different conversation, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow going over there makes a difference and gets people buzzing. And you know, it's it's not just you know tape library buying rumors. It's an actual oh shit, Bound for Glory's next month. It's a real story. But it's it it really could just be too little, too late. Like they just took too long to 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 get their act together. They waited till they, they had the thinnest roster, the, the, yeah, the least over, or the least known, I should, I should say, not over, the least known. Oh, my God. Come on, you got DQ him, ref. Because he went, he, the ref yeah, said, did. don't do it. And then he just he went to the, the other, other side. One. See, yeah, no. What's the point of saying no? Oh, this, if you're not going to make sure he doesn't gonna do hurt. it. Hey, like, I never understand when, uh. When 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 the refs doesn't let the guy go out the like they throw a guy out of the ring or clothesline him over the top rope and they want to go after him but the refs like no 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 it's like yeah but ref yeah. you then have to be ready to defend the other four sides of the ring from him going out and then walking around to him they say no 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 and the guy goes oh okay I'll just walk over here and get out this way mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of just one of those pro wrestling things unfortunately. So, um, yeah, Kylan, you're still on. Um, yeah, everyone got anything else? Uh, so... Do we even answer? Qu- oh, no, we talked about TNA. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. My question for this week, which, uh, which ties into our current discussion, is if TNA is indeed done, which... Sadly, it looks like it is. What are some some of both of your favorite TNA memories, good and horrible, and why? Um, yeah, and thanks for calling. I mean, the mu- uh, let's talk always. about the mutual stuff really quick. I think we're both going to say okay. Joe Angle. 
I think we're both going to oh, say. Sure. Well, just that whole thing, those... not even just the match, but Angle's debut yeah. against Joe, the, the match series they had then, and then when they came, they mm-hmm. when Joe had the title and they brought it back, made it for the championship and all that kind of stuff. Shut up. Yeah. So, yeah, so Joe Angle for sure. No. Oh, I oh. think we're both going to say Triple X. Joe. The, the various. Triple X. has had some of the best stables in wrestling at various times. Triple X, yeah. LAX, I like three live crew. beautiful people. Why not? Huh? Yeah. I like three live crew. Who'd you say? Like I did at the time. Oh, oh, oh fuck yeah. Uh, uh, a red, wait, what did he say? A redneck and a spick backed by a Negro? Like that was in, like, some, yep. that was in the original <laughs> three live yeah. crew song. A redneck and a spick backed up by a Negro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, yeah, sure. uh, I think we're going to say that, um, you know, at least one, maybe, you know, two of those, uh, what, Styles, Joe, Daniels matches. Like, just Yep, I, I, was, I was going stuff. there that summer of 05, yeah. I want to say, where yeah. they had that three-match series. On uh, on pay per view that went June, July, August, or July, August, September, something like that, and it was just mm-hmm. three of the f- most fantastic triple threat matches you're you're going to see. Or however, two of them were triple threat, and one was something else. Or however, it worked out, but it was just uh, a fantastic yeah. series of matches. They also had a really, really good series of pay per views, uh, or a good stretch of pay per views. I think in '07, whenever the steel cage. The barbed wire or the electrified steel cage match between the Dudleys, the the brother Rays or whatever they're calling T and three D, Team Three D, Team Three D, and LAX. That was the end of it. Yeah. That was like, oh, this, the, yeah, because it was like that hard, that hard justice all cage match format format that brought the pay per view stretch to a screeching halt. But but before that, I think Elevation X was on there. That's another memory, kind of good and bad. Good for the the fact that it got me super excited to see a match. Bad because it's a damn scaffold match, and it's just a stupid, terrible idea. It's ridiculous, yeah. Elevation X. No, I mean, I mean they I'll, had their gimmick, you know, and I tell you that um, that first that first Ultimate X match. Yeah. Like Amazing Red, um, it sticks out to me. Oh. Uh, Christopher Sabin. Sticks out to me. Um, Motor City you know, Machine Guns. Okay, I didn't think Shelly was great. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I like Shelly more. I like Shelly way more than I like Saban. Yeah. Right, I like Saban. Um, of course, uh, oh, Austin Aries. Of course, um, just Austin you know, fantastic. Star. You know, <laughs> what about that run? Yeah, yeah, Austin <laughs> Star. Um, like the you know the the time when Ron the True Killings was a thing. Um, you know, it was good for me. Um, and then, you know, if we like, like all those good things that we said, I'm sure there are more. Let's let's talk about the bad. Oh, uh, beer money. I love beer money. Um, what? Which talking the about bad. put like, aces and eights and fortune on their best? No. The best of what? Best of the, what? The stables. Stop it. Stop it right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, Stop like, it. Say, oh, yo, like, ha ha ha! I'm gonna try to play it off. Like, was so. It was so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Remember they showed up on motorcycles like that, that first show and, and never got on another motorcycle again. Because nope. the way they shot it, it was like, oh, that ain't them on the 
Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and then like again, like Devon being in a white biker gang. Like there were things that just made that <laughs> you know. Harris Harris ones ain't oh, like that. But then no, every like almost everything that Abyss did not not that he did, everything Abyss was asked to be involved with. I, outside of Joe Park being a lawyer, which I thought was pretty cool, uh, was bad. Um, you know, just every every gimmick match Jeff Jarrett had to put forth to prove he was that man. Um, get that out of here. Um, you know, I did, like, I'm a big, you know, uh, Elijah Burke guy. So, like, the little bit of running he got, I did like, you know, while he was there. Because he got to, you know, be really talented. Um, of course, a sore spot for me, like, I just knew – Kennedy was going to get the TNA and blow up. I knew it. I knew it. Didn't happen like that. You know, she takes Liv Morgan is doing every live can, and she's Liv Tyler, Liv Morgan drop kick and punch, and and no in the in the fresh uh, Jordan twelve though. How mad you know? In the white and navy Jordan twelves. Yeah. Very nice. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, but, yeah, like, uh, what else is bad? Um, like, again, like, what Kevin Nash did with the X Division. <laughs> like, that wasn't good. Um, Remember no, every team I mean, Canada Joker's match thing. or every you know, oh. ended with Scott DeMore hitting somebody in the back with hockey. T.D. Williams, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, like, listen, and the guilty pleasure of TNA has to be Scott Steiner. <laughs> like, Scott, we got Scott Steiner math. That's where it was born. So, oh, yeah, even even the bed is sometimes good. <laughs> you got a you got a you got a thirty three percent chance of winning, and that goes down significantly. Where I flex my arms and my freaks, so now you have a point eight six two chance. And that's before you get in the ring with Scott Steiner. It's great. It's fantastic. I didn't even see Oscar. Oh, the king of wrestling, KOW. Remember that? That was a thing. It was like yeah. Jared. Uh, Hall and Nash. Yeah, I think like early on. Yo, I like early Tina on. Carino, yeah. So that was that was cool. Um, a little bit of time Raven was there. You know, uh, it was good. Um, and there's a lot of good about TNA of RVD Jeff Jer- RVD Jeff Hardy. Like, you know, there's that was by like twenty ten. Really mm-hmm. <laughs> the clue to who was co- oh the main the main event mafia <laughs> yes I like I was like yeah main event or, mafia like oh, thing and Angles Nash thing, and uh, Steiner uh, what was that what's it called when nobody's in empty arena match between Angle and Sting yeah, uh, yeah. Angle being the wasn't wasn't Angle every champion. At one yeah, point, remember book, book gave us the Legends title. The, the Legends, Legends title? <laughs> yeah, okay, Eric Young. Wait, another, wait. Another, another high moment. This is what I was going to say before I got reminded of the main event mafia. The clue that Sting put out to that Booker T was coming in, it was a, a wall of graffiti, and on the, one of the words, one of the, the big standout name on the graffiti, it was Huffman, Booker's real last wow. name. It was like that's not a clue. That's just saying Booker T's coming in. <laughs> that clues work. I'm not supposed to go. I know exactly who you're talking about. It was like the easiest thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Just put his social security number up. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> uh, TNA, man, we, we could go on forever, but let's not. Um, I mean, I was TNA from the gate. Cheeks? Cheeks? Don't get me started on Cheeks. Yeah. And and oh my Don West, he deserves to get talked about as one of the good things. Don West, yeah, you can sure. Don West, like even whatever he was involved in, he was enthused and I just involved. Mean as, a, as an and, announcer, yeah. And no, um, just let, that, let's not forget, um, you know, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, like oh, women's division very the knockout division being started. Yeah, Kong uh, and Gail my, Kim, my, right? The queen of my life, uh, Victoria, uh. Yeah, Tara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people actually went to TNA and and did very well for for, as far as like their level of commitment to being a pro wrestler didn't go Mm -hmm. down because they were like everybody didn't go the Booker T route when he's like, all right, well, I'm here to collect a check and be silly. Some people went there until I can get back. Tried to be better or or continue. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Booker, my name is Booker T. God, this fucking guy, man. That was some of the worst. That made me stop watching TNA. I mean, I cannot. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Done. Done, done, done. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Abyss slamming. Everybody that, falling right. into that hole. And that, that yeah. they, they made the video, too. The din, 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 din. Not din, 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 din. It was, it was the, the British one. I can't remember. The, the yeah. Benny Hill music. Uh, yeah. Don't, I don't, yeah, I can't sing that, but I know it if I heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't sing it. No, totally. I'm stuck. Like, how does that melody I go? Know, I know it if I, if somebody was singing it loud. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, yak and yak, don't come. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, not it. It is. It's fast. Oh, okay. But yeah. Coach Tasty. Oh boy. That's that's a Yeah, then they're talking about Goldberg. Or the Goldberg yeah. show. The Josh. Watching this half hour comedy that I find funny along with the twenty three others. Oh no, I'm 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 not currently. Joshua. But they swear that's the one though, all jokes aside. No, I'm, I'm watching like like Travis. We're not acknowledging it just yet, but like our viewing just changes so much next week. It's almost unfair. It really like, is. I'm not, not ready to watch this amount of television. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not unfair. ready to watch this amount of TV on a regular basis again. Like I'm not watching TV. Like I I do a lot of things where the TV's on, but actually like being engaged and and needing it to fulfill. Uh, certain expectations I've set on myself, I'm not prepared for that. But I'll be damned if it isn't coming, and it's not waiting on us. There you go. Yeah. It's not uh, yakety-yak. <laughs> God damn it, yes it is. I'm going to, I'm riding with it. Uh, 
talk to I think that's Brad. Is that Brad? I can't. Damn. Lindsay yeah. Dorado almost. Uh, you saw that? Like, I wonder if he actually meant to call it that short or if. Uh, no, 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 no. Something like, happened uh, at the rope. The rope or his knee or something buckled. That's what I'm saying. Like, because like, it looked like he called yeah, him yeah, just no. right. I guess he made up for it on the spot. It's pretty good. Yeah, that was probably Tommy recognizing. Oh, coming up short. Let me yeah. adjust his kick. And then he's um, talking to him right now, like, okay, we'll, we'll finish this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this possibly could. I mean, I don't know. Lince Dorado's. English and all that stuff, but you know, but a Japanese guy and a Mexican guy trying to work an American <laughs> wrestling match. Yeah, it could be rough. It could be rough could with be it. Rough. if if there. Oh, well, we know there's does. a English thing with Tommy, yeah. but again, I don't know Dorado's level of. Like he he uh, knows Japanese probably, um, but probably, no, like, yeah. I love how he does that double knee and then pulls down his his uh, knee pad for the third one and then just kind of back kicks him a little bit. I like that. Yeah. It's heelish as shit, but I like it. Dorado got some. Oh, Dorado's gonna Dorado. hit them ropes. Woo, that was nice. Oh, I saw you moonsault. Get him. Whoa, that was nice. Yeah, to get some Thank distance you. on that. All right, let's uh, before we bring Brad on. Oh, so <laughs> this weekend I did want to plug before we we you know most of the people can hear it. Uh, so this weekend on the uh, South Con- Congress podcast, uh, we're going to be doing something a bit of a special episode. Cam, if you want to fill people in on what's going to be happening. Yeah. So. Um something I've been um, cooking up for a while, finally coming to uh, fruition here. Basically, we're doing a, um, got some uh, got some friends together from uh, from different places uh, with uh, different musical tastes and stylings, um, getting together and we're doing a uh, song of the year, album of the year podcast. Um, people have um, already submitted their, uh, their songs and albums. Um, we're going to compile them all together. Just so everybody gets Wait, a chance to, to at least submitted? listen to, uh, yes. Oh, shit. I, I didn't get we'll, that we'll, official we'll, email, so I saw, like, a screenshot we'll, of we'll, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, okay. But, yeah, so everybody submitted their uh, – no, no, you won't do that. Um, <laughs> you submitted – because there's still some people waiting on. Um, you know, submitted their songs – of um, they thought were the best and songs they thought were their favorites. They submitted a couple of albums. Um, basically, we're all getting together and um, then we're going to sit down and try to at least, um, you know, try to come up with uh, a consensus song that we can agree is uh, maybe the best of the year. Um, albums will be a bit harder, but uh, yeah, we're going to uh, live stream it on both uh, Facebook and on Periscope. So, thank you to the show. Um, check the, uh, you know, check the. Uh, East Coast Cast Facebook fan page. I'll make sure I post the information there about how to view it. Um, it will come out as a podcast um, at a later point in time. But um, yeah, we want to do a, kind of some special things for people who are watching live. They'll get a bit more, uh, get more, a bit more interaction with um, the different songs. I'm um, actually to play like some of those songs live. It's a bit harder to do things like that, like on a podcast for various reasons. But yeah, um, going to be streaming that Saturday evening. 
8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, uh, you know, make uh, make arrangements for that. Should be a fun watch. So, yeah. And, uh, and um, oh, oh, well, I originally wanted to bring it up because, so I'm going to be the biggest piece of shit at this thing, talking about songs and music. I mean, typical, like, if you know me and you yeah. have me at this kind of thing, it's, like, kind of a given that I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, the Bieber joint and the Selena Gomez, you know, any of the pop songs, or even the non-pop, but, like, the hip-hop pop stuff and R&B pop stuff and just... Chart topping songs. Uh uh. We're here to talk about Lil Yachty and Slug Christ and Young Thug. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm, mm, well, to, first, yeah. first things first. With with certain things, don't don't assume you're going to be in the minority because you know it's. Like I've seen some of the songs um, that are listed, so yeah, there there's probably going to be some crossover. Um, but I, I also recommend like like one of the caveats is. Um, it's, it's going to be specifically for people who are watching live. Um, you do get to play one of your songs to its entirety. So right. it's, it's, it's maybe not the environment to convince somebody something they've never heard is good. Um, so, you know, you got to choose that kind of carefully, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a really fun experience. Um, again, a reason we set up, you know, criteria for it is to make things get moving, but at the same time, like, we want to uh, we want to have fun. Like, there's a reason there are guys and there's women and some are age and some are a little bit younger and and alcohol be too. So it's gonna be um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, I think a really fun time. So uh, so yeah, we we really look forward to you guys uh, tuning in, listening in. Um, you know, because of the formats we're gonna be using, like live feedback you know, is welcome at the time. Um, but, like, we're not going to all of a sudden throw out any new songs or albums, but, um, you know, just to hear what you guys think as that's going on. Again, um, it's going to be um, streaming on Facebook and streaming on Periscope. So, um, you know, check my Twitter. Um, whatever you keep you put out, you'll put out on the – Twitter. You'll put out uh, yeah, on yeah, the – Yeah, yeah. Or I'll tweet at least from the East Coast cast uh, uh, Twitter. Um, and fan page, you have what you have ad- admin access to, so you can yeah. yeah. Just keep an eye out. You should see something this weekend, this Saturday evening. Yeah. So again, it's going to be Saturday night, um, 8 p.m. Central, is when the uh, stream is going to go up. Um, yeah, it should be like a, a really fun night. You get to really see uh, me in my environment with my friends, kind of how we how we navigate conversations. So yeah, it should be a lot of fun. All right, and and not as promised. We're not going to Brad, but we're going to go to an international call. Sorry, Brad, you got to go for global global uh, star here. So uh, I don't know who this is. One 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 one. If you hear a beep, you are uh, on the show. This what up? Hi, this is Mark from Ontario. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. First time caller, I'm assuming, Mark. Um, I've talked to you a couple times on Fridays, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. Okay, sweet. But you're the first go. time calling the East Coast cast? Yeah, man. Awesome. And, I uh, I don't have to ask how you heard about the show. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so I, I dialed in late, and uh, so maybe you've covered this, maybe you haven't. Um, I've just got a question about um, kind of the fan reactions where, you know, people are doing the you deserve it and all that other bullshit. With uh, <laughs> and 
my question's about entrances and promos, right? So when I look at a guy like Baron Corbin, for instance, I'm like, that guy's a heel. I look at Bailey, and it's obviously Baby, right? So I'm, I'm curious about if they're setting up a guy like Bobby Roode for a stupid, you deserve it when he wins something, because I'm assuming based on his promo that he's a heel. But the glorious gimmick, like people just are, they're going to cheer that. So I don't know if you've covered that type of thing. And if you've got other examples of entrances or promos that are kind of confusing in that regard. Like, what are your uh, thoughts? Well, he's for sure going to get over. He's going to not get over. He's already over. Uh, when he goes to Toronto, it's going to be absurd when the reaction he gets. Uh, you almost you almost think, you almost kind of want to put him in the main event. You know, have him heated up for that main or you know, for a main event spot at that show just because he's going to get probably the biggest reaction to anybody. I mean, Shinsuke. Well, I know. And then... But, in this case, you know, cool can, and everybody uh, likes him, but he's not a hometown guy. And it's, and it's like I'm, I'm watching the network now, and like as you're saying that they're starting a um, like one of the Monday Night War shows, and I'm like the NWO music, like nobody booed that. That's how porno music sounded in '96, which you know, coupled with you know Scott Hall doing a survey, um, you go to DX, who has a lot of fan interaction, you know, with their you know, with their music as they come out. And so that's just guys back then, um, you know, thinking about people today, like, of course, like the Bobby Roode one jumps out. Um, trying to think of who has music. Like, it's funny. Uh, Roman's music kind of works the opposite way because they remember that it belonged to guys they liked. So that's a bit hard. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think with Bobby Roode, like as good as the song is, um, I think it has more to do with that audience knowing him from a past tenure. Um, I don't think, no matter what music they played for him, I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, of course, like, the reaction is louder because people get into that music, but that uh, and, the, and the You Deserve It thing, that has way more to do with people watching him being properly used for years and years and years. Um, or and I, I think that's or kind of being used exactly where he should have been. And uh, they just being... But um, asshole fans. I mean, I oh, well, I mean, I'm one of those people who's like, I refuse to believe Roman dresses like that at his house. Um, oh, look at them jeans, man! What is he doing? Is we had the, think about the run that we had with those jeans. That was a talk about <laughs> glory. That was a great week on Facebook because people who <laughs> didn't know anything about wrestling were just slandering him so bad. Oh, right, and it was doing um, your thing, so it was open to, to non-wrestling people, right? Yeah, they were all over it. Um, like, even like, just like the Triple H, Michaels, like, blame Triple H for it. Huh? Yeah, even with, even with Shawn Michaels, like, he's, that music is always going to give him that same reaction regardless of what he did, which is why I think for a while they switched to the DX music before it was a face thing. Um, gosh, I don't know. Other than that, I, I really think that You Deserve It thing is going to happen, but again, it's about that's more his resume than the entrance. If anything, I think that his music plays against a You Deserve It type thing because it kind of has a life of its own. But again, I think when he finally gets that title, um, it's going to be in a building 
where the people in that building think that you deserve it is flattering and not Look, patronizing. it could be because this is an NXT crowd and if it's not necessarily not in Toronto but just some you know other random you know wherever next next whatever um if it's booked correctly they might not I mean cuz NXT is I mean they might yeah they probably will yeah I I don't want to let me bring uh Mark back on um Mark any uh, follow up or another question or anything no, thank you for the conversation. That was really good. Um, just a question, and uh, what what's the crowd chanting at TJP when he's wrestling? Like, is it are they chanting his initials, or are they chanting something else? It's it's really hard for me to hear that. Do you guys know what they're chanting at him? It really sounds like I don't, punk, but I could be wrong. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, no, you're right. That was uh, and somebody in our in our. In our group on Facebook, Cam was I think maybe it was Callie's. Like you, you ask for oh, and he's he's particularly you know hates CM Punk. So, but he had a point. If Callie made this point, somebody did. It's like you 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 ask for new talent, you beg for new talent, and then when you get it, you know you disrespect them by chanting you know and for dumb shit in the middle of their matches. Like what what the hell? Mm-hmm. And and then Wade's from last night from. Monday night, it was just like this was even though this was only an eight minute match, it did have a commercial break, and these these people just don't know who T.J. Perkins is. So to at this point in the show, uh, expect them to like, I just I guess expecting them not to be pieces of shit is too much to ask. Yeah. Why, you know, they, like they I don't know. Get to know the fucking guy. The Pay attention. Huh? They're legit asking book. Like, they're showing the vignettes from that SummerSlam shoot of him and Batista, and they're asking him about it right now. I'm not sure what he said, but I can only imagine. Mm. We just talked about that, like, a couple of days ago. Can we ago talk about what happened at WrestleMania 19, too, JBL? Bring that up. No, I don't think we'll do that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, like, I think they're chanting – I think they are chanting TJP at TJP. Um I don't know. I uh, oh, they, it's an interesting choice. Like I, I guess like we'll probably see him and Kendrick probably for the last time at Survivor Series, like after whenever they fight next. But um, yeah, I, they're chatting TJP at him as far as I understand. Right. Yeah, no, but they did hit him with the CM Punk uh, chant, or not him, but during his match on Monday, that oh, was yeah, yeah. one of. One of the things I did hear and notice while watching that on the tablet, or maybe that was late enough in the show that I had it back on the TV. Not, nope. I watched the rest of the show on the tablet because I had various post-debate shit on the TV. So, uh, yeah. but I definitely heard the CM Punk chants and rolled my eyes. So, um, yeah. cool, Mark. Anything else before we uh, before we let you go? Um, sure. Just one last thing, if that's all right. And yeah. maybe you've already talked about it is, um, I'm looking at, you know, the speed that everybody's going at and it's just nuts. I mean, I'm looking at, um, what was the name of the guy that, uh, was it Tony Nice that was wrestling TJP? Like him mm-hmm. going over the top rope, him going over the top rope, like almost backwards. Kofi did the same thing. Like, and Cesaro at the pay-per-view, like, 
it just seems too fast and, you know, someone's going to get killed and that's not what I want to see. Have you guys already yeah, talked about be... that tonight? No, Dude, no. Right. They, well, we talked about Cesaro, yeah. But they'd be yeah. they'd be uh, probably in the right if they just did what they did in 04 and then again in, you know, 08, 2010 where they just were like, look, we got to slow things down. Yeah. Especially with to, all the time you have is the crazy thing. Like, yeah. There's so much time. Like, it's, it's, like, and the thing with Kofi, like, to, to me, he's a bit different because, like, he kind of, like, being in that three-pronged tag team with, you know, Big E being the power guy and Xavier being the, the charisma guy outside of the structure of the match, I kind of get it. And I actually don't think his, uh, you know, his uh, over-the-top rope crotch grab thing is super dangerous. But, um, like, that act kind of needs that dose of athleticism to remind you, you know, why they're there. Um, now, the like, the Tony Nese, like, the, I don't really get exactly what they're doing with the cruiserweights, but for them to stand out, it kind of has to be that way. Like, I know I'm making excuses yeah. for things being wrong. Like, I, I do understand it's that. It's the other it's way. It's like, thing. don't have the big guys doing things that, that make the smaller guys stand out. Exactly. Like, like sorry, Cesaro, because, uh, because he stands up over the top rope, he shouldn't be jumping over the top rope. Like, totally. just because he's, like, he's so strong, they can just showcase that. He doesn't need to do these things as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. Look at that old bag. Hey, Mark. Beach, you, uh, real quick, Mark, are you, uh, like, on a treadmill or doing some kind of uh, workout? <laughs> I am uh, I'm walking my dog. Okay, because it just sounded way. It's like I hear the steps, 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 and I'm like, no, no, I thought maybe I'm you were stirring that. something. No, 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 it's fine. I thought maybe you were stirring at, like something, and I was like, you know, is he stirring that shit for like the last five minutes? Like it's just. So yeah, I figured you maybe were on a <laughs> treadmill or, or walking or something. And uh, I was right. So cool, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't be a don't yeah. be a stranger, man. Give us a call some other time. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Bye bye. Mark from Ontario, everybody. All right, now let's go to Brad. That's, uh, that's, uh, again, I think that's Brad. Bring Brad on. Brad, is that you? What up? That is Brad. How y'all doing tonight, guys? Oh, What's doing that, all right, man. Yo, Brad. Guys, I, um, <laughs> I stood, it was me and, uh, me and Shahid went to go get, um, we went to grab a bite to eat Saturday night. Um, and before we met up with Travis, we stood outside of a restaurant and watched the last three minutes of that LSU Auburn game. Man, what's what's the deal, man? <laughs> I have no I'm, I'm talking to the bouncer. I'm talking to the door guy about all the things wrong with LSU for like that entire stretch of three minutes with commercials and timeouts. And I was just, it, it's astounding. Like just the things can go so wrong with all that talent. It's, it, it really is. Uh, I guess that was the reason we uh, they let him go, uh, let Les Miles go, you know, um, which actually kind of uh, folded into my, my actual job because uh, the company I work for is uh, called Raising Canes, 
chicken fingers and the, right. the first okay, restaurant. Got here. Yes, well, the first one started at on the LSU campus. So we do a, we were doing a bunch of our like marketing and prom, promotion stuff with uh, LSU, and I guess getting the rights and the names to the logo for LSU would have cost too much. So we basically did it through less miles, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, once they let less miles go, uh, our uh, the, our marketing department basically was like, yeah. Everything with Les Miles' face, yeah, we kind of got to get rid of it, like, now. Oh, man. So, uh, like, there's a bunch of cups, bags, billboards, flyers, and stuff that we had uh, printed up. It's uh, like, with, it, 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 it gets, now he gets to get treated like, you know, Jared Fogle when, you know, they called all the subways, like, mm-hmm. here's it with Jared's face on it. They're like, damn, all he did was be a bad coach. <laughs> they treat him like a fucking beat yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so And I was thinking, uh, because, like, luckily for me, uh, my restaurant, um, there's a college closer to it, uh, University of uh, Louis, uh, of Lafayette, UL. Okay. So, so we're Closer to that restaurant, to that uh, college than we are to LSU. So we didn't get the LSU stuff. So that I guess saved <laughs> saved me some money because uh, I would have not been a happy camper if they would have made me uh, get rid of my last miles cups after <laughs> spending the the money that <laughs> to get them. But uh, I heard the press conference with the uh, I guess the interim coach. Uh, I don't think we're going to see anything uh, with him until anything with LSU until next season at best. Yeah, he's he's in a, a tough spot. You still got what oh. Arkansas, still got Bama, still got Tennessee, still got A and M. Yeah, it's a rough spot. And, 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 and there's going to be some fun games to be at. I guarantee that. Uh, but mm. especially the A and M and the Bama games, they, those will mm. would be fun. But uh. I wonder if my company has has those uh those A and M tickets. I, I don't think yeah, I can do the one, man. That's gonna be too intense. That's gonna be too intense. Um, yeah. For me to do the Bama game, I, I think the Bama game's away anyways. Okay. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, aside from all of that, uh, y'all, uh, y'all, the last call, I'm, y'all somehow brought up my boy Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And uh. Yeah. Y'all mentioned uh, him being a big guy. He shouldn't. He doesn't need to do all those things. Uh, he could just use his strength, and that was the thing that got him extremely over with me in the first place. Was like him just displaying his strength, like over and over again. Like he would have this one incredible feat of strength, like every match for like ten weeks. It just it felt like I'll see something. I'm like, there's no way he can display his strength this week better than he did last week and he would they would just do it. And uh I was uh, I was uh starting to like him uh a few years back but he was uh that aggravating hill and they had him with the yodeling gimmick. Uh when yeah. he uh, was US champ uh, but I loved watching him wrestle. So it was uh, oh it wasn't very embarrassing. But uh but then um I guess right before, uh, not right before, but like a few months maybe before they put him with Swagger, I started 
he started catching my eye more and more, and then, it, like, right before him and Swagger got together, I was like, man, Cesaro's my, my guy, and then that's when they went on that stretch of, like, him just showing his strength, and then, like, he just, it just kept getting better and better, and I was really enjoying, enjoying him. Uh, that being said, I, I'm, I'm okay with a guy Cesaro's size doing a high spot like that, just not nearly as often as he does it. And not nearly as dangerous as it was this week. Right. I mean, they have See, I think Dean Ambrose attack. pushes the envelope too much as far as, like, every um, match he's diving through those ropes two and three times yep. a match. But you it's think? like, okay, he's not even as big as Cesaro. He's not even as, you know, that his strength isn't a part of his gimmick like Cesaro's is. It's his, he's a lunatic. And, well, all right, lunatics jump through the ropes and do stupid shit, so... It's yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of accepted a little more, uh, but but everybody doesn't need to be doing it. I mean, it's just, and especially with the cruiserweight showing up, it just accentuates that. Yeah, oh, Kofi yeah, didn't. Yeah, Kofi didn't need yeah, to do ahead. the exact same move that Tor. What's his name? Tori Nice. Uh, did like I think it, it looked the exact same to me. That gash was pretty nasty on Kofi. Matter of fact. I like just finished Raw during this phone call, by the way. Like, I was, okay. I'm, so, I'm so behind. <laughs> I just finished Raw. Uh, well, I watched the Hulu version. That gash was nasty. They didn't even edit it out. I thought, after seeing I was like, huh, I'm surprised they didn't edit it out. Uh, yeah, that's usually a little too, uh, too, you know, it's like they, they edit time. They don't, they're not going in. And unless a titty or something pops out, they're not going to go in. And... <laughs> well, I probably would have, like, kind of, shy away from it a little. Like, uh, not, I guess, uh, I think, I thought it was going to just edit, like, the segment and, like, kind of make it towards just the win or maybe it would be avoid too that match you gotta, in general. The only thing you could do with that is turn it black and white. Like they do in the Yeah, that would have been it. I mean, yeah, but, but I would assume they would have just cut that match out in general, but it is a bad chance can't. and they kind of... Uh, I mean, there's a Hulu version, so, I mean, they cut out a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, but uh, I'm happy they didn't cut it out because they, up until uh, New Day kind of was uh, dancing behind Kofi, when I felt that would have been a good moment to make him a little more serious, just for the time being, but uh, apparently they 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 just want New Day to be extremely uh, goofy all the time. But uh, uh, that's my question for y'all today. Uh, I can't remember how it popped in my head, but um, oh, was, y'all was mentioning the Miz and his his run that he has now. Uh, with that being said, who was your favorite Money in the Bank cash in? Oh, I say RVD at uh, one night, at one night stand. <laughs> That's my favorite one because oh, he oh, told him what he yeah, was gonna yeah. do, where he was gonna do it. Um, <laughs> and he went luck, and he was a babyface, and I thought that was a. Uh, mm-hmm, I didn't right. think they would have been able to pull off that gimmick with the babyface. Sort of. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely. Uh, the worst one was probably. The worst one was probably Swaggers on Jericho. That was. Pretty crazy. That's really out of nowhere. That was garbage too. I think I think Swaggers was worse. You I think, think Swaggers was worse. 
I think Swagger's okay. Yeah. I mean, they're both pretty bad. And the, 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 the well, you see the King one. I guess I like world title SmackDown. I guess the. Well, I guess the reason why, because I think uh, Mysterio just won his match with uh, against Swagger, and the whole match was built around the uh, the ankle lock that uh, Swagger had been attacking Mysterio's ankle for weeks, and Mysterio finally gets that uh, victory, and boom, Kane comes in, man. That Kane was uh, on a, a uh, that uh, his world championship stretch that he had. Uh, where they had him talking more and everything. I actually enjoyed that that uh, run with Kane up until uh, up until uh, Taker came and like made him and squat. No, no, that was after that actually. That was after that thing. I don't remember, but that's like the second time him and Taker wrestled at Mania or whatever. I think that's what they ended up leading to. My my favorite one actually was The Miz though. He was my favorite person to win it, but he was one my order. favorite cashier. A very good one. Yeah, it, it was uh, my favorite one. I, know, I mean, truly, it's Edge, but I mean, it's the first one, so it's the most impactful to me. Uh, right. it, it caught me by surprise. I didn't, under, I didn't know that's how it could be. Were done. you watching that pay per view, or did you hear about it either the next no, night or Raw? Or... No, like I, I watched it. I, like it was one of those things where uh, I didn't know anything that happened. In some reason, shape, form, or fashion, I avoided everything. That mentioned that and Raw oh, comes oh, on and so was he's the champion. I'm not get spoiled unless you you'd have to go to the torch or go to the observer or go to WrestleZone true. to get spoiled in 2006. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, but I just I don't know how I avoided my friends at school. <laughs> I don't know how I avoided my friends mentioning this like all day. I oh, get to God damn, you uh, were an night. adult at that time. <laughs> I keep forgetting Brad, <laughs> young ass Brad. Young punk ass mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> yeah, I was a good old, I was a good senior in high school around that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the Miz one was, yeah, was the good. One. I think, or I mean, the the Edge one was probably like the most, obviously the most shocking. It was the first one. Yeah, Still Revolution. didn't know how exactly it was going to work. They said you can cash it in anywhere, but was that like totally true? And and then Vince's. Uh, and then the oh, and then the fact that the match itself was like this. I think it was a grueling, grueling hard match, but it was a chamber match that Cena won. He's bleeding, uh-huh. but it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, it was hard fought and all that stuff, but he still won, and you're just still pissed at that. Like, fuck, you know, if you don't lose at that elimination chamber, <laughs> when's he going to lose? Then Edge's music hits, and you know. I was I was like, what 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 is Edge doing with the title? And I wasn't necessarily rooting for Cena. I can't I, I want to say uh, I can't remember who else was in that match, but I want to say uh, Jericho or Sean was in that match, and I was rooting for one of them. But I I, I just knew Cena was going to leave with the with the with the, with the uh, title, and uh, <sighs> nope, <laughs> I get to Raw and Edge has the title, and I'm like. The heck did this happen? You know, then they start showing the photos and yep. everything, and I was extremely. I didn't know how to feel actually, because uh, I've been hating Edge, you know, um, for a while, because he was just killing it as a hill at that point. Mm-hmm. But I was, mm-hmm. I, I was like, it's nice to see him with the title. Uh, it, it looked, it looked right on him, and everything. And you know, then he goes on to like 
run SmackDown and keep SmackDown afloat for the well, next no, few years. Well, no, that was that was that was a, that was a that while was later, though. Brad, no, the, the, yeah, the, the like, passion was the beginning of '06. Uh, they did the live sex celebration. He put the R in yes. anything. You know, Lita was just just killing it every week with the outfits, with her titties all out. Um, mm-hmm. Then they went on to feud for the next two years, essentially. <laughs> Cena and, and Edge until 08, Edge went to SmackDown, and that's when he went and dominated SmackDown. He married mm-hmm. Vicky and, and had the summer of the summer of oh. Edge, and that was when the. East Coast Audio Show started. Those SmackDowns were so awesome because you got mm-hmm. you got like a fifteen minute Edge Vicky, you know whatever segment. <laughs> you got a twenty minute Shelton Benjamin match. You got like these great like matches, and you know it was just a, it was kind of like how SmackDown is now. Like you just got you know solid, you know just. Uh, Good storytelling and, and, and characters that were really over, you know, in Edge and, and like Benjamin as far as his matches. and Oh, and then the Matt Hardy MVP thing was happening, I think, that same summer. So oh, some good shit happened. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, some good shit happened in that summer. Man, that, uh, man, SmackDown was all, was, was, was all, um, was 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 the show I prefer? I guess at that time, at one point, like right when I graduated school, my uh, we didn't have cable, so uh, UPN or CW, whichever it was at the time, uh, that was the only way I was going to be able to watch wrestling in the first place. So I kind of stuck with uh with with SmackDown. We had this friend, uh, his name was Kilo, and uh, every time SmackDown was on TV, for some reason we could never find him. And tell Bobby Lashley would get off the screen. So and he would always walk around with a book sack. So we had this running gag that he was Bobby Lashley, and the only thing in his book sack was his muscle suit. Uh, and so uh, the other day we seen him with his uh with a with a book sack, and uh I mentioned to my friends that Bobby Lashley is like still wrestling, he's doing MMA, and they brought that up to him again. They were like. Hey, so Kilo, you like doing MMA now, or, or are you just doing a wrestling gig? He didn't know what the heck they were talking about. He was like, "Bro, we we know you're Bobby Lashley. Like, we we know it." He's looking at them like, "Bro, Bobby Lashley is a big ass dude. I'm far from being nearly as athletic as Bobby Lashley." We know you're Bobby Lashley. Like he's gonna be like, "Yep, you got me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just know. So was uh. <clears throat> I, I miss SmackDown. I'm hearing something along the lines of the stipulation between Miz and Dolph. What's, what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. Dolph uh, cut his fiery promo. Oh, his parents, both their parents were in the audience because it was like a welcome homecoming for Miz. He had a bunch of pomp and circumstance, but it wasn't enough. He was pissed. Dang, I just... Cavaliers got a bigger parade than he did. Um, or, you know, whatever. And his parents were in the audience, but so were Ziggler's, and he started kind of talking shit to his parents. And Ziggler came out, and uh, and after, like, getting all fired up and choked up, and he, he and after Miz put him in his place, was like, you don't have anything. Your career's pathetic. You don't have anything to give me, uh, you know, for a title shot. So Dolph put his career on the line. And Miz was like, hmm. If that means you don't wrestle anywhere else, not NXT, not Raw, not, you know, you're done with WWE. So, I'm in. So, 
Oh, they, he went into like detail like that? Yeah. Like, that's I like why the fact I, that they I went think Terrell or somebody called and was like, oh, well, oh, not Terrell. Somebody was like, oh, maybe he can, uh, you know, go away for a few weeks and, you know, go film his thing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. He specifically said you can't take a 30-day sabbatical and come back. This means you're done. Yeah, they're going to have to pull that Jericho nonsense where he's gone for at least a year and you can let that slide, you know? Right, Jericho was going uh, for two. Was, was, left summer, August 05. He didn't come back till November 07. And so much, oh, had, you know. Then guess, like, huh. guess what happened in 08? Jericho became the man for me. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm such. Oh man, I'm, I, I remember. Uh, he was the only like. It, it was so good. Like he was the. At that time, he was legit the only like bad guy that I, I would cheer because everybody else, you know, if they're doing dastardly things, just Jericho was just my exception to the rule. And maybe Taker, but I don't remember Taker doing anything heelish in the, during that time. But like. Uh, matter of fact, I think they had a program taker in Jericho at a. I can't remember what the what the match was, but I remember like Jericho winning that uh, exchange because they cheated their ass off, man. I remember thinking like, I don't know who to root for. I'm a cheer for Taker because he's a good guy and he's my all time favorite, so I'll cheer for Taker. Right. But uh, yeah, so solid. we got to. My uh, so I have a couple friends who just got to see uh T.J. Perkins for the first time, uh, okay. at the pay per view, and uh, yeah. his guy was Brian Kendrick before the match even started because he didn't know T.J. Perkins. As soon as they were done, like we have a text uh, alert, they all were like, "Man, they they're feeling the uh, I guess it's swag, you know." They knew he was gonna be a real good wrestler. Uh. He, he won the Cruiserweight Classic, so uh, I guess they just assumed that if he won that, he was going to be a solid wrestler. So they weren't surprised to see that he was a good performer, but they uh, they, they all enjoyed the music. They enjoyed the little 8-bit game, and uh, the one the, uh, the other black guy in the group obviously loved the shoes. <laughs> that was the first thing he did, yep. and he's like, he's like, bruh, those shoes, though. I was like, yeah, them things nice. Them things nice. And then he hits the dad, uh, the match was uh was was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed uh his first, I guess, main roster match. I enjoyed the second one with uh Tony Tory Nice. So I'm I'm gonna assume I'm gonna enjoy the third one. Uh, I would like to see uh did did, did they have any other cruiserweight matches on Raw? Yeah, yeah um, tag match, as a matter of fact. Um, Fred Alexander Swan and Swan uh, against uh, Anderson, guys. Alexander beat, beat. Yeah. Was it Lynch Dorado and somebody guys. else? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Brad, okay, why did I never see this thing where Hogan turned on Jimmy Hart? Like, I never remember. Yeah, I, did, I just saw the big boot and it let, yeah. I think yeah, like, oh, Jimmy Hart okay. turned on him, and then Hogan was still the baby okay. at the point. So, all right, Brad, we're getting the hell out of here, man. We talk to you. All right, man. Roger, yeah, man, y'all have a good weekend. All right, you take you, care. All right, all right, we can uh, wrap things up here. We got Rich on the line. Rich, um, strong arm, I wanted to show. Um, 
You good in about 35 minutes for VIP? Yeah, that should be good. I'm watching New Girl now, so that should allow me to catch up for the stash. Bet. All right, so we'll hear from Rich. Uh, and for the VIP folks, just a few seconds for everybody else. Uh, we'll get at y'all next week. And, um, yeah, that's it for us. All right, Cam, good stuff. Talk to you next week. Or I'll actually see you later on Saturday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.